What up, guys? This is episode 106, Fabian, from 3DHQKC. I think you can start a song with that. 3D headquarters in Kansas City. Uh, so he does the 3D printing. I've had him on before. One of the smartest people I've ever met. And that's why I wanted him on the podcast to have some smart, intellectual conversation. We had some uh, Buffalo Trace whiskey and a really good time. I don't know what else to say about this episode, and this was just a really good time. And if you like podcasts, and especially if you like this podcast, I promise you this is going to be one of your favorite episodes. Enjoy the show. Um, oh, shit. I should say one more thing. ThePitchKC.com. The Pitch Awards is going on right now, the nomination process. So if you go to ThePitchKC.com, or if you go on the new uh my Instagram, my uh, bio, there's a little link in there. Click on there, go to Arts and Entertainment. Scroll down to Best Local Podcast and nominate Neanderthal Podcast. Uh, that's it. Enjoy the episode, guys. This was a blast. One of my favorite episodes in a while. Here we go. Boom, schlock, boom. One, two. We're live in three, two, one. Shout out to Buffalo Trace. Fabian, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Good to be back, man. Thank you for having us. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers to that. It's oh, official time. on camera. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Charles. Hey. It's uptown right here. Uptown funk, baby. Mm-hmm. Uptown, baby. Uptown. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a few months since you were here. And I told you then, like, I need a resident smart person <laughs> for the podcast. And you're my resident smart person. You're one of the smartest people I may have met. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Appreciate appreciate being on here, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's good to be back. A lot's changed since the last time we talked. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, for sure, right? COVID. Yeah. I saw that you guys are uh, doing what you can with that with your uh, 3D masks. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, one of the big things um, for us... You guys were early on that. We were. We, we tried to be. You know, um, I think that we focus a lot on problems. You know, I think the last five years are a great example of that. We just keep talking about the problems, the problems, the problems. At 3DHQ, we started moving into the solution mentality. We know what the problems are. You know, we get it. Let's start working on solutions, right? Um, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. There you go. Yeah. So so with, when COVID hit, it was like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, the main things of what we're known for wasn't going to do us any good in COVID. You know, you can't print 3D figurines for people and, and <laughs> save lives or whatever. So right. we started looking at it, man. And it was, you know, <clears throat> solution minded and then teamwork. So, so yeah, man, the, the masks, other protective equipment, I think that we've seen the rest of the industry also do that, you know? Um, so, so it's exciting to see the rest of the 3d printing industry. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was something that, that when COVID was on the rise, especially like in China, obviously. And then once it started hitting Europe and 
we started talking, well, what happens if it makes it to the U.S.? And like, when? What's, yeah, exactly. Like, when is it going to mm-hmm. happen? And honestly, I thought it wasn't going to be until summer. I thought it was going to arrive later, hit a lot sooner than that. Um, but we also focus on silver linings, right? So it's what good has come out of these really trying moments in our recent history. And one of them for the industry, three, the 3D printing industry is, if you didn't know about it before, you definitely know about it now. Because you saw a lot of mainstream news out there for everything like little kids printing face shields for their local hospitals. Oh, People really? getting involved. Yeah, man. It's a grassroots okay. movement, which is awesome. I don't watch mainstream news. so I, I didn't see those stories. Absolutely. Shit pollutes your mind, man. I got to stay away from It's like junk food, right? You, you also have to filter the content that you're absorbing because there's a lot of it out there. I get news and stuff. You know, I stay informed, but I don't go anywhere near... Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, not nothing, and yeah. it just—they've burned us yeah. too many times. Yeah. You can't get caught into these many lies and expect us. At least, don't expect me to come back to you for anything. Sure, I'm like, well, who knows what I can trust? So, so that—that's a really good point. So, I—I th- I think that a lot of people in our society feel that way. So then the question becomes, where do we go for trusted information? Mm-hmm. Who can we trust? You know, because journalism was built to be that fourth wall. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to inform us. But I think that, you know, I think that there's a lot that goes into that that corrupted the industry. Um, Its business model is one of them, right? So just whenever you have advertisers influencing stories or the people who own the paper influencing the way that the story's written, Mm -hmm. it leads to this ultimately. So again, now it's like, so what do we do now? Maybe it's grassroots kind of like podcasters, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you can start going to other people for sources of information, but it's it's still important to fact check. Where are they getting their information from? Can you correlate it to studies that have been proven? Because at the end of the day, at least for me, I'm going to believe in the scientific method, you know? Right. right? Like that's how we've gotten this far. So I'm, I'm not just going to abandon a, ship. But what do you do with all the science deniers out there? And it's on both sides. <laughs> it is. It's on both sides. I do. So I've been thinking a lot about that. I think that we just let them talk it out, right? There's like, no talking. I mean, not not between <clears throat> themselves, but you you should if if you're opposing my view, if we have conflicting points of view, mm-hmm. then maybe it's more important instead of getting into a, a debate and becoming master debaters. Shout out Denzel Washington. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Anyways, <laughs> I missed what, what I missed that reference. It was it's it to me. It sounds like masturbate. So I make the joke, but it's an actual movie. It's called Master Debaters. OK, it's with, oh, that's an old the great school debate. Joke. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's an old school movie. It's from like no, no, no. That's an old school. That's an old school joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, master debater. Right? Yes. And then, of course, if you're a fisherman and you use put and you use bait, oh, you know, I'm a master baiter. <laughs> Yes, there we go, yeah. dude. We get it. We get it. We're so, children, everybody. We're children. That's it, man. Um, we talked about how children will save the world. Shout out Coca-Cola. Still waiting on that sponsorship. I am still waiting on that. I'm, I, I've kissed that one goodbye. Now I'm on the <laughs> Buffalo Trace. And anyone else? Look, I'm cheap, people. Uh, you want to sponsor me? Come be my first sponsor. <laughs> no chiropractor companies. <laughs> <laughs> but things I actually believe in. <laughs> There you go. And, and so back to that point, you know, like, how do you have that civil discourse? I think that, again, man, it's, it's more important for us to listen and then just ask the questions. Let's let e- each other talk, like talk to the point where we're worn out. Like I, maybe sometimes I just need to hear 
why I believe <clears throat> these things. And then eventually it clicks. It's like, oh shit, that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's time for me to retrace my steps and, and figure out how to get back on the right path. It's very difficult to weigh uh, social media and stuff is set up because, you know, as we're go- saying, talking about the news and what drives the news, a lot of it is clickbait, n- clickbait now. Yep. And a lot of it is things that get you riled up. What angers you? What pisses you off? Because it's going to get your engagement up. And that's what these newspapers and journalists are trying to do now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's not a good place to go. And, and it's, it's just an easy way for these people to form echo chambers. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot, where, social media and everything is, is given going, taking us down this road where we're not being able to have these civil debates like you want because we get in these echo chambers and we and, get super emotional. Yeah. And then you get the extremes. They just start, they, they, they get in an echo chamber and just keeps gradually moving either left or to the right or whichever way it's going. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you can't have this civil discourse. It just becomes, well, well, you're racist. Oh, well you're, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're, yeah, baby killer. You're this or that. You know, it's just absolutely name calling like yeah. kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and then it's like, and then you, and then you get to the point where you're so pissed off that you storm out of the conversation more entrenched in your beliefs than you were before. Because it's like, see, I told you that mm-hmm. baby killer was like that, or mm-hmm. that racist was like that. Instead mm-hmm. of truly listening to what they're saying, because I think at the end of the day, we all want the same things, right? right. Like we all just want a house, a roof over our Most heads. Most of us, yeah. But there are there are those people that uh, oh, that movie, the Batman movie, uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's who, who's Wilford. What's the Bruce Wayne's guy? Alfred. Alfred. You know, he goes. Some people just want to see the world burn. That's right. And you do get a lot of those people out there that just they're anarchists. Well, I, not, maybe anarchist isn't the right word. Anarchists don't really like violence, but people that just want to see the world burn. They just I want to. I just want to see what happens. I feel you, man. And and I think that regardless of what we do, there's always going to be that in nature. Right. Right. Like there's always going to be that subset that just want to watch the world burn. And then that's where it's like, all right, cool. If, so if, if that's already part of the equation, how do we either cancel it out or, you know, what? Minimize it. Yeah, absolutely. Not man. make it so popular. There you go. And then that's that part of that echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Right. So crowd mentality, especially when you start seeing these protests turn into riots. Totally. Totally, man. You know, we're down on the plaza. So we've. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've been on the ground. Um, whenever you want to get to that part of the conversation, let me know. And, and I can give you at least our point of view and, and, and how it's impacted business on our end. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. I don't want to talk too political because I don't want to. I don't want you to have to defend anything you know what i mean like sure. i don't want to be controversial you have a business i don't want you to i'm not gonna put you in that kind of position sure but i would like to know from uh from a witness standpoint i mean you do your store is on the plaza in kansas city for those that are not listening in kansas city right now uh that's kind of the hub where a lot of protests begin there's a big fountain down there um, it's like the rich area. It tends like rich shopping district, nice kind of upper end area. But there's a big fountain there, and that's where protests for years. That's where people just gather around. Yeah. And so the George Floyd protests were no different. Everybody start started protesting there. I I never went down there. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But so you guys have your business is down in that area in the plaza. So what what was that like when the first day happened? Were you down there? Like yeah. Were you expecting it? Not really, man, to be honest with you. So it was, um, you know, 
it is it is historically a place where people go and protest. You know, J.C. Nichols has a lot of uh, rooted history in Kansas City. Uh, you know, I think that it's an important if you're curious of how that plays out to go look at it. But but yeah, man, you know, when it when it hit, it was it was pretty wild. Um, we didn't expect it. Like, I mean, you know, tensions were rising. Uh, this, this was probably like, you know, four or five weeks, maybe, maybe a little longer now, but I remember that Friday, um, you know, we had, we had trainees in the store. Um, you know, we were trying to get back to normal is whatever that means. And it was just, it was just another day to be honest with you. So that Friday, you know, it was just another day. And, and I think that we got an email from Plaza management and then, and that's what, that was the first thing that was kind of like like the the red flag or you know sounding of the alarms so i so my background is in journalism and and even before that oh, really I, yeah oh cool yeah man so so before you know <laughs> uh my business partner nick and i um got together to to collaborate on 3dhq shout I, out to nick that's right man cool guy you guys should come check him out at, <laughs> at our store um but but before I we got involved in this, you know, I, I ended up getting one of my dream jobs out of school and it was it was covering emerging economies abroad. Right. So I got to go to places like uh, Ethiopia or Oman or Dubai or um, I did projects in Ukraine. And then during those times, you know, when I was in Ethiopia, Libya had just started the Arab Spring. Oh, wow. When I was in Ukraine in 2011, they had just started their essentially like their civil war, which then turned into a war with Russia. Mm-hmm. So anyways, and then and then meanwhile, in the U.S., we had the one percent protest on Wall Street. Right. So then that seems like a lifetime ago. That was like, you know, 10 years ago. But these things, it, this just didn't happen. These protests, it's not like overnight. It was like, oh, my God, there's all these people on the plaza. What's this about? Mm-hmm. You know, but that Friday was my kind of first sense of like, hey, there's there might be a big gathering at J.C. <laughs> Nichols Park. And I was like, oh, really? So I hit the pavement. And I was like, I want to see what my neighbors are doing. I want to get a sense of what the community is feeling about this, right? Because we rile each other up, right? Just like in our echo chambers, but in real life. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm walking around the plaza and I'm starting to see big companies like Starbucks, uh, Foot Locker, uh, Nike wasn't one of them, but, but it was bigger companies that, that were like, you know what, we're going to take this serious. So it, it looked like they were setting up for a hurricane. They were boarding up Friday before anything had even happened before protests had even started in Kansas city. Cause they've been through this before. There you go, man. They, they were anticipating, right? So we went back and we had a discussion. It was, it was a team meeting. It was like, all right guys, like, what do we do? Let's run through every scenario. Right. So we have these uh, brainstorming sessions where it's like no bad idea. Just throw it out there. Let's get every possibility on the table and then let's start sifting through it and figuring out like which one makes the most sense for us. OK. Um, and so that Friday night, we were like, you know what? We're going to put our printers in the back and we're just going to take our chances. Actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That Friday night, we didn't do shit. We were like, whatever. This is going to be no big deal. And and that day, that night, uh, the protests had started marching down 47th Street. The next Saturday is when I saw more people start to board up. And, and what happened that first night? Was there any There was there was no vandalism. There were there weren't any broken windows. I don't think graffiti had started at that point. There there was nothing that actually what happened. What were people doing? Just walking around yelling and carrying signs and just 
that you, that's it man okay. you know again like the chance. beautiful yeah absolutely. beautiful dude wh- what it's welcome meant to, to do. america that's right man do it up the fourth amendment you yeah. know like go out there and and peacefully protest amen you know um and then so saturday it got a, it got a little more real and we started seeing a little more people putting up and preparing for what could be a bigger night and that was when we decided you know what we're gonna put all of our equipment in the back room and lock the door and just take a chance Sunday morning, I get a call from uh, my coworker, Finn, and he's like, hey, we survived the night, but our neighbors are fucked. Like, their windows were busted. I mean, Fogo de Chao had multiple windows busted. Our entire line, like, there was, I actually found a video on Reddit that somebody had posted, and it was, like, black hoodie insurance, and uh, they they were filming 47th Street. So we have Ever Eve next to us and a, and a, and a couple of really nice, um, smaller fashion shops. And all of their windows got busted, man. All of them. All the windows across the street at Fogo de Chao, like they got hit super hard, um, just left and right busted. And, they, and so I get this call from Finn. He's like, our neighbor's windows were broken. But for whatever reason, we got super lucky and like they didn't touch the store. They didn't touch our windows. They didn't touch any of it. And on Reddit, you know, I see later that weekend or something like just by chance, I'm scrolling, you know, and I see somebody post this video of black hoodie insurance and it's all of these busted windows on 47th Street. And then they pan to us and there's a black hoodie on the on our doors, you know, and and our shop was not touched, you know, so. I, I personally believe in karma. I think that, you know, we... Uh, Whoa. I know. So I personally believe that... We, you Who know, paid somebody? Dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get insurance agent. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. So it was wild, man. Like, you know, th- that whole solution base, we treat everybody that comes in the exact same, man. We're super excited about this technology. We, we just want to, you know, encourage people's to see what's going on and maybe spark their curiosity, whatever it was, man, like we got super lucky. That's awesome. Well, you deserve it. I mean, yeah, karma, whatever you put out there and you're getting back. That's amazing. Yep. Um, yeah, I loved your store. I went in there and visited and had a great time. That, that is a cool little shop for all you guys in Kansas city. You know, I don't know. You guys are open right now. Yeah. Go on down there. If you're not, (laughs) if you're afraid, just go down during the daytime, dude. Right. Go to, go take a picture. They do a little three D picture in there. You don't have to buy anything. You just mm-hmm. go in there, poke around, and uh, see what you would look like in a three D pose. Yeah. You get a little video of it in your email that does a whole little three D rotation video. It's awesome. It's really cool. And that's what I'm saying, man. You know, it's fun. Tra- like, take it. Do it. Do it. Like for something fun to do. Something fun and free or cheap to do. But maybe buy a little keychain or something when you're in there. But whatever. Like. I have kids. I'm always looking for shit to do. Bring them in there and have a little... That'd be fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Kids love... I mean, I, I feel like everybody loves the store, but kids really get it. You yeah. know what I mean? So we would love it. Thank you, you know, for the shout out. Um, we would love you for you to come in and see what's going on. And then to tie it back into like the protest and that night. So that Saturday, mm-hmm. shit went off, right? Again, a lot, lot of busted windows, a lot of graffiti. That was the only night in the last six weeks of protest that I'd seen any kind of vandalism from there. Honestly, I think that Kansas city has done an amazing job of, of sticking to the point, Mm -hmm. right? Like what are we trying to accomplish? And we're not going to get this message across and actually create change. If we start, you know, giving into distractions like looting and vandalism again, man, personally speaking, 
from from a business standpoint that's what i've seen that's what i've seen that's what we've experienced that's beautiful it is man i don't care well i think yeah yeah i don't want to i'm i'm okay yeah i don't want to get to whatever on my own beliefs either but i think it's i don't know one night of vandalism is fine (laughs) right (laughs) do you know what i mean it's like sometimes you just it's fine yes it's fine yep Portland, on the other hand, when they're at like 58-something days of rioting straight up, you know, that's not that's a different story. But Kansas City, one night of vandalism, that's fine. You got insurance. There you go, man. So it is what it is. So so that's what we've experienced on that end. But, yeah, man, you know, it, it's just crazy to think. I think I was in here in like November, December, somewhere towards like the end of last year, maybe beginning of the year. And then everything that's happened since, you know. The world's gotten a lot bigger and a lot 2020 smaller. started off with Australia on fire. Yes. <laughs> and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Jeez. Is that the, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> that's sparked it. It is, man. Yeah, but, uh, but it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride for sure. How has, has business been affected with all of this? Totally. How about the plaza? Yes. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, not even I think, I mean, March, April, going into May, everything's locked down. You know, we're still going through that two-month lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we we shifted to rapid prototyping, so creating things. We started printing masks and other stuff. But instead of having people come into the store to pick it up, we uh, we just copy and pasted the restaurant model, and we are like, curbside pickup. Okay, You know, give Great. us a call. We'll run it out. We'll wear masks. Like, you know, anything to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people really responded, you know, our community really responded. Um, I think it also shows the limitless applications of 3D printing and solving real problems in real time. But to go over and and look at, again, the plaza, I mean, foot traffic, man, it was like the apocalypse. It was like uh, iRobot. You know, you'd go out into the streets right. and it's just empty. It was it's freaky. It's, hard, it's freaky. It is. It is. It's like a it's like a. I don't want to say like a waking nightmare, but just like you never would have imagined that this would have happened. And and yet here we are. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I Since they lifted the ban where we could back, go back out to bars and restaurants, I've been going out every single weekend and bar hopping. <laughs> I even want, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, two weekends ago, two weeks ago, I took a train to St. Louis for a weekend. Nice. And you did some bar hopping there. Uh and then, yes, ever since, it's, <clears throat> I don't know where I was going with that. What were we talking about? Well, I, I don't think that you're alone because, again, on the plaza, we get to do a lot of primary research and have people coming into the store, mm-hmm. right? And we all, I'm curious. I'm again. supporting. I'm supporting businesses, local businesses. And I'm getting out there, and it is, it is like, yeah, it. there's still, there's people out, but it is creepy. Like, I, you know, the first weekend I went out, and I went to uh, Liberty Memorial, and the lawn, and you can just see all of Kansas City, and it was just dead. It was like a zombie. Yeah, it's like a zombie apocalypse. There's yeah. nobody down. It's so weird to see a city yeah. that's usually hustling and bustling, and there's nobody down there. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool in a weird sense because I am a bit of a, you know, I like, I don't know. I'm not, I would like to see the world burn. But I'm more closer to, you know, I like a little chaos sure, man. in the world. I like a little it's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you're alone, man. Look at the movies that we've been seeing yeah. for the last 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Right? Like everything from... Um, but I hate people suffering. I hate these businesses suffering. I hate that. I hate that. Absolutely. In the service industry especially, I used to serve tables. And if I was like dependent on that as my main income, 
God, this would suck right now. It would. But I th- again, so I think that it, it, it sucks. Sometimes life sucks. Yeah. You know, and, and adverse through adversity, we gain clarity. Right. And so I think that this is an opportunity for us to take care of each other. Right. Mm-hmm. It would suck to be in a position where your job like is no longer not valued, but you can't go and work because people can't go and eat there because they right. don't feel safe. Right. So instead of just being like, well, that's on you. Or the government shut it down. Yeah, absolutely. But but this is an opportunity for us to come together as a community and take care of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 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 I'm more of an optimist and, you know, I'm, I'm up in the clouds and, and I know that that my reality may not resonate with with a lot of people. But again, man, I think that what you're doing is I think it's it's a good a good and a bad thing. Right. So I think that it's a good thing that you're going out there and supporting it. I think that, you know, it could be a bad thing if, if we end up spreading more. But at the end of the day, that those are our decisions to make. So so that's that's a good thing. Ultimately. Yeah. Look, I started wearing a mask when they made me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, and, and that's the other thing, you know, it's like it, it, it just keeps it's almost like Pandora's box, man. Like once we open up COVID, it, it's crazy. The other issues that have come out of there. But um. But yeah, man, we'll survive, you know? No, for sure. Human beings will survive. We've been through worse. That's right. Way worse. And we'll definitely go through worse. I mean, 2020 is not over. The Pentagon's releasing shit, more shit about aliens. Yeah. And UFOs. Oh, you yeah. know, this is just, you know, I like, I have a creative mind. Like, other creative minds, I'm sure, aren't thinking anything slightly different than this. Like, we had all of a sudden this COVID hit. They're releasing more and more of this UFO info recently. I don't know. Is what's what's next? <laughs> right? Bigfoot may run for president. I'm not worried you know, about that. The Loch Ness monster <clears throat> may may you know crawl out of its lake. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe that, or or we get uh, visited from another dimension. Okay. Like interdimensional beings crossed, and uh, I don't know. Like I, I think that's. I think you may be onto something, man. So I've seen a, a lot scientific, of like, as, as, as fantastical, as science fictional as that is. It's, man, I don't know. I don't. Why not? Why not? Yeah, dude, I've seen a lot of movies and shows and content coming out about the multiverse, right? right? And like kind of time travel and being and visiting NASA. other dimensions, dude. NASA I don't think just you're that far said, off. NASA just put out something. How possible is it that there's a parallel universe? Totally. And except for time going forwards it goes backwards or something there uh, like this is nasa putting this shit out you know like we have to pay attention sure like the Absolutely. pentagon is putting shit out about ufos like yes these videos are coming out and it's still hard i for me it's still hard to accept because i want it to be true uh. i want this shit to be surreal <laughs> but i still haven't seen it yeah i don't know what these videos are i guess i trust them but i don't know do i trust them do yeah. I, I don't know if i even yeah. if we went even went to the moon or not you know what i mean like absolutely I, what to believe, what not to believe. I need to see shit with my own eyes or, or someone that I trust, you know? Yep. And I think that that's kind of that, that whole, uh, your reference to watching the world burn and that kind of thing. It's manifest destiny. You know, we've seen it in pop culture. We're, we're experiencing it now. It's in a lot of our religious scriptures. I think that there's there's a lot of us that are like, I, I want to see this happen. Like, we're this close. Like, let's, let let me see if it's real. Like, I want it to be real. We're from Missouri. It's the show me state. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's really good. Yeah. But yeah, man, the world's full of uh, crazy shit that's happening. And, and I think, you know, wonderful possibilities.
Yeah, I'm 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 open. I'm I'm open to it. I had these uh, paranormal investigators on the podcast recently. Okay. Great, it was a great. That's anyone out there looking for a good podcast episode to listen to. I think that was like episode 101. That's a good one. That's like what I'm into. You know, so we yeah. talked aliens, Bigfoot, ghosts. Yes, and these guys are into that shit. He yeah. he's like, hey, I'll take you on a. Uh, paranormal ghost investigation a ghost investigation i was like all right really and he took me on one that's awesome how right down the road <laughs> no way right down the road this is called it's called the Vale mansion okay it's an independence okay and the history you know he he told me the history uh it was built for like this colonel that was like ridiculously rich i mean it's a giant beautiful house and his wife killed herself accidentally I guess they don't know, but when the ghosts come back, she says she accidentally killed herself on, oh, oh whatever it was, morphine yeah. back then or okay. whatever. Sure. And then after that, uh, it was like a mental institution where they would do lobotomies and they would kind of torture people, like do all the crazy scientific experience experiments you would hear about, like all the horrific shit. Yeah. And then after that, it was like an old person's, like a nursing home. For like crazy old people, so it's yeah. got this crazy history of like everything you want, yeah, everything you expect in a haunted was, place. Yes, and you look at it from outside; it's like from built in like I don't know, eighteen hundreds, like that shit. Just post Civil War, yeah, and it already looks. <laughs> and then they tell you the stories. Oh, it's super active, blah blah blah. And I went down there, and the closest thing I got was like some goosebumps. Yeah, but they weren't real goosebumps like you typically get. They were different, and they were focused on like my left side. Interesting. And it was kind of cool, but I could. It's just goosebumps. I could have been freaking myself out. Sure, man. <clears throat> well, and the mind's a powerful thing, mm -hmm. you know. And they were saying the basement's the scariest part. Like they actually saw a ghost that you can literally see from the waist up, crystal clear. A bunch of people have seen him independently. Whoa. And they all say the same uh, younger guy in his 20s, short black hair and like a black shirt. Yeah. And you can only see torso up. And he walks towards you kind of pissed off looking. Dude. And then you freak out and then yeah. he just disappears. And so I was like, I want to see that. That's yeah. like, okay. That's legit shit. Yeah. If I fucking see that shit, I'm in. Yeah. I'm fucking in. You got me for life. I'm an investigator. I'm quitting my job and I'm going to be a paranormal investigator for the rest of my life. Yeah. Show me, motherfuckers. Yeah. Show me this shit, please. And so we go to the basement, or like the first thing. I was like, all right. And there's a couple of us. Yeah. And we're all just hanging out together. I'm like, all three of us together? Yeah. All right. I, I don't think the ghost is going to show up when we're all. We got to split up. But, I've seen plenty of ghost movies. But I was like, all right, I'll hang out with you guys. Up. Let's yeah. see. And they got these little machines and shit. Nothing's happening. All right. It's not active. We'll go to a different part of the house. And we go to a different part of the house. I'll skip all that stuff. Sure. I want to go back to this torso person. Sure. And then we go back down again when shit got more active. Yeah. Like we got to one place and the ghost said, get out of here. Oh. We said, hey, we'll get out of here. Do you want us to leave? And the ghost said, yes, leave. Yeah. And so we left. We went back down downstairs and kind of talked for a little bit with all the lights on and like an open non-ghost part. Hell yeah. And uh, I was like, let's all go back down to the basement again. So we <laughs> go down there and still nothing. Yeah. And they're like, eh, it's just not active, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, let's go back up. They said, let's go back upstairs. I said, I'm going to stay down here because mm -hmm. they said it's super scary. No one stays down there by yourself. No. I was like, I'm going to stay down here by yeah. myself. Fucking, I want to see this fucking real Possess ghost. me. Please do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm all by myself just sitting down there. They left me go do their thing. 
and nothing. I'm like, I'm going to go to this other room. And it's pitch black. It is scary. I mean, yeah. it's in the, you know what I mean? So I go, oh, to this, yeah. so I go to this other spot and I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little scared, a little yeah. freaked myself out. And I sit down and I'm just in the dark waiting. Yeah. And I'm kind of pissed off. I'm like, come on. And so I start like, all right, where are you? Where are you? Are, is this where you come up? Is this, I'm like, come on. Like, I'm like, and I felt silly doing it. Yeah. Because it's like, even though you're all by yourself, I still felt embarrassed that I'm doing this. <laughs> like, am I really antagonizing a fucking ghost? Yep, I am. <laughs> I am. I got to see. I had to prove it to myself. I, if this shit's real, are these people real? I had fucking prove it to me. There come on. Go. Where are you? Yes. And I saw a shadow. I saw this figure. I was like. It kind of freaked me out. I got the goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right. And I'm like, I think my brain might be playing tricks on me. I've hunted <laughs> enough deer, sat in deer stand for many hours to know my brain can play tricks on me. Yep. Sometimes a squirrel's a fucking deer. Yeah. I'm like, ah. And so nothing happened. And I, I gave it a good long try. Yeah. Nothing happened. I yeah. went to go see what that thing was. And it was right. It was just, it was just a weird paint, like paint and brick separation thing sure. that looked funny. Yeah. That's all it was. Like, so I went back upstairs and did more shit. And that's awesome, though, man. That's, it was it was cool. That's some Freaky Friday shit right there. It was cool, you know. And I think that it's also a great analogy as to like what's happening in the world today. We're all ghost hunters, right? And and we all have the ghost that we're hunting. We're like, no, 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 no. this is the ghost, you know. And, I, and I'm sold on it. And we're looking for answers, but because they're they're not tangible because we can't hold on to them because you can't see viruses you know mm -hmm. i think that that it allows us to uh i don't know uh, internalize our own experiences yeah you know and, and so we can be going through the exact same thing but because we're different people we get different takeaways you know what i mean yeah and that's some and there is some different yeah right and there are some different people that go that find themselves into this field yeah the main guy that I was with, he's super open-minded and he's like, I don't know what to believe. He goes, I don't, not, he, he's more open-minded and not like concrete. Yes, these are ghosts, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. But there was another guy we were with and this guy wants it to be true. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Every little noise. <gasps> <laughs> See, that was it. <gasps> Cor something moves out of the corner of his eye. Guys, I just saw something. Yeah. I swear to God, I saw something. I know it was. I heard something. Did you hear that? Yeah. I think I heard a woman crying. <laughs> like, I didn't hear shit. <laughs> no, really. It's like, uh, okay. And he just wanted to be, he's just, and you get, you get that kind of, I think with these areas of phenomena, you get these people that want it so bad that they convince themselves. Sure. Again, placebo effect. Dude, totally. These people that believe in ghosts and Bigfoot and, I don't know. They're the same. I'm not saying they're the same type of people that would believe in chiropractor. <laughs> well, dude, my back is messed up. Dude, doctor says I need a back. <laughs> but I think, I think that you have a lot of good points here, Ryan, man. Uh, I think again, so there's, um, there's this book called, uh, cosmic trigger, right. And, and it ties into overall what it is, is really like the law of attraction. Right? Oh, like yeah, yeah. we we see what we want to see. We believe what we want to believe that the further we start investigating and like entrenching ourselves in these ideas, the more that we see kind of like that guy. And it's like you can connect dots, man. You'll just start connecting the dots, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that um, that's the power of the mind, you know. Uh, yeah, it can be a little too powerful for some people. Absolutely. And, and I think some people. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe maybe dumb people. It's because their minds are actually really, really so smart and advanced. But they're so smart and advanced, they know that that dumb person can't handle it, so they throttle that thing way down. There you go. <laughs> right? Like animals and nature, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. I'm just going to focus on eating. Yeah. Because I know that all this other shit's going to take, you know, it's going to take me a PhD to understand or whatever. Yeah. Eating and fucking. There you go, man. Just horny monkeys. But, yeah. But we digress. <clears throat> no, I'm saying that's animals. That's all animals think about is eating and fucking and sleeping. That's a lot of what I think about. I, it's yeah i think a lot about fucking <laughs> but eating you know, when i have to hey, just give me a protein shake yeah and and i think so i'm ready to go again <laughs> come here baby girl i'm just kidding <laughs> but seriously right because like in every joke there's a little bit of truth how dare you don't call me out like that there's women listening to this show <laughs> you know they could be thinking the same thing and but what i'm getting at is to tie it back into covid and the world that we're living in um Oh, man, I just had a, a brain freeze. But to tie it back into COVID and the world that we're living in, a silver lining is we can slow down, mm-hmm. right? Like, what is really important in life? Like, what do I actually want to do? You know, wh- what do I want to do with my time here? What kind of experiences do I want to have? Yeah. I think that this time has allowed us to, to really self-reflect, you know? Um, that is a wonderful theory. <laughs> And that is the thing most people should be looking at it. However, I don't know. Maybe I'm just pessimistic, Fabian. That's good. That's you why know? it's good to have this conversation. But I, I think when you just look at the data of alcohol sales oh, since yeah. COVID started, it's gone up th- over 300% or 400%. I don't I know. It. You know, I it, This hasn't affected me mm-hmm. any. I still go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't affected me, thankfully. I'm very thankful and fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, the only thing it's affected is like the podcast numbers are down a little bit, and sometimes guests are scared or mm-hmm. whatever. But sure. <clears throat> um, so it hasn't really affected me, but I, I think a lot of people say that they wanted to do something like, "Oh, I'm going to use this time to exercise and mm-hmm. get in shape, or to start that project that I wanted to." But I think a lot of people just if they would have had the discipline to start that to begin with, they probably already would have. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that did start a few, you know, some people probably did get in shape, but sure. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm being pessimistic, but I, I, no, I think, I think that you're right on, man. I think it's 50, 50, Yeah, you know, because we're, we're people. Right. right? And so we we each have decision a or decision B and half of us go this way and the other half go that way. Mm -hmm. And again, that's okay because what we can do is we can learn from each other. It's like, Hey, so when you went that way, like what, what happened? You know, yeah. and, and the same thing, and, and that's where we have to bring it back full circle. And it's like, well, if we can combine this information, yeah. that, then maybe it'll lead us to something new. What do you mean? Society-wise? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, we the, our first conversation, it was it was a lot of big ideas and theories and, and going off of that same kind of thing society-wise. Absolutely. You know, I think that this is an opportunity for us to not only reimagine, but honestly take action and recreate the society that we want to live in. Like what's broken? What can we fix? I don't know. I think it's too big. Sure. And and you're absolutely right, man. It, it, it's too big and it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, but, but then, so the, for me, that means the solution starts on a smaller scale instead of going macro with it. And it's like, here's the blanket solution for the whole world. Slap it on. You know, it's, it's a bumper sticker. Do that. Bam. Solved. 
that's not the way it's going to work, man. That's not the way it's going to work. We're, it's too big. We're too diverse. We each have our own echo chamber that's, you know, feeding our own mm-hmm. cognitive biases. And it's like, yeah, man, I believe it. And see, my thoughts are vindicated because they believe it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're right. It, it, it's too big. So what we have to do is it has to start at a grassroots level. It has to start on a micro scale. It's got to be your community, right? And leading by example and, and doing it doing it there, small scale, right? And then that starts to propagate, man. That starts to infect other communities. And I'm like, man, well, if they can do it, why can't we? Yeah. You guys are doing it. There like, I go. mean, I, like you kind of blew over it, but I want to just give you again credit. I remember seeing you guys on top of the mask situation early on, like when people were saying there's a mask shortage or there could be a mask shortage. I remember seeing your post on Instagram saying, yo, we got these 3D masks. Come get them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was like you guys are on it. Like you, you walk the walk, man. You want some more whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, thank you, you know, and it's not just about us, right? Because like, again, right. leading by example. I know, example, but I just, I didn't feel like you were taking credit for it. I wanted to make sure. Well, I appreciate you deserve it, man. it, man. Like, and, and we tied that into, you know, we had seen other things that were going on and, and we tied it into, it doesn't just have to be our masks. Like you can make them at home and I don't want to get into like the whole mask debate, but thank you. Um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's that whole dude. Again, Buffalo a- trace. <laughs> <laughs> Neanderthal podcast brought to you by Buffalo Trace. Go ahead and get at me. Slide in these DMs. Mm-hmm. Single ladies or married and you want to keep it on a DL, slide in these DMs. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick commercial break. I like that. But yeah, man. And if know. anybody needs to take a break at any time, let us know. Let me know. We can stop and okay. use the restroom or whatever. I like that. Cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude, it was uh, it's one of those things where, again, that whole solution based mentality, let's just let's just start to take action, solve the problems that we have at hand. And then that way we can move on to the next one, because there's a lot of big problems that we still haven't dealt with. that are right around the corner, man. That's the next wave. And the next one, we're in the ocean. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? This shit's it's hurricane season. So, so we thank you for, for giving credit, but I think that overall the industry as well, man, like, again, there's so much shitty things happening in the world that it's really easy to forget about the good things that are going on. And I think that 3d printing is one of those good things that it's, it is very much science fiction, but it's proving that we can solve real problems now. And it doesn't just have to be protective equipment. You know, it's supply chains. Mm -hmm. That was something big. We, We started reaching out to hospitals when this shit went down. Okay. And we were like, Hey, yo. If you can't get that part from your supplier because they have COVID or they can't go to their job, maybe we can help. You know, we can design that for you. We can print it for you right here in house and send it to you. Do you get, are there some things that you guys aren't allowed to do because of like patent things? And so you just can't do it? Or are there like, uh, eh, never mind. I don't want to. That's that's a good question. I got an answer for you if you want it. All right. I don't want to like incriminate, ask an incriminating question. You're all good. Are there things, how about the, I'm going to ask this question, but not ask if you partake in this. Sure. But are there things out there that are like black market uh, uh, plans, uh, 3D printing plans that, you know, go around the patents of certain things? Absolutely. Okay. So, so th- when you look at this industry, its foundation is open source technology. Right. I remember you saying that. And that's a beautiful thing, right. man. Access to information without a gate, you know, without a paywall. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you want to play, you got to pay. 
Right. This is one of those things where this industry is is really revolutionized the way that we look at the world. So instead of being like, I'm an inventor and I made this and now I have a patent and if you want to use it, you got to pay for it. Not a bad thing, but imagine like if it was if they could also make their money and they throw it up for free to let other people add to it like societal Legos like, hey, man, this is a really cool idea. But did you ever think about adding this piece to it? And all of a sudden you have something new. So to talk about current events based on that, right? Satellites, right? Floating around in outer space, all that fun stuff. They have patents. There's a company right now that's working on micro satellites that are 3D printed and they're testing that shit and it's working. So imagine being able to, to design and print your own satellite to capture whatever information you want. I know that, that civilians. Can, so yeah, I'm saying like civilians can do it. I, so, so black market stuff, right? Um, my mind goes to like sex drugs. And How would you even get it up there? That's what I'm saying. Whoa, dude, be careful. There's women that listen to this show. <laughs> it's called hymns. <laughs> but, 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 uh, and blue chew. But that's a really good question. I, I don't know how they launch it to outer space, but what I'm getting at is that there's already a company that's printing mini satellites, right? Which is. Yeah, they're saying, here you go. Here's the plans and print them. It's your job to get them fired up into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. I'm thinking one of those like hot dog cannons that yeah. you see at the, the baseball parks. Right. <laughs> Slugger knocked a dude's eye out with that thing once and got sued. Ooh, dude. I bet that that's happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those things, though. You know? A cannon or a hot dog? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a t-shirt at one at a Kansas City Blades game. If nice. Old school Kansas City people remember the Blades. Dude, I remember that, man. They used to throw those sticks. Uh, Did they? I mean, they, it was hockey, so I, they, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just trying to come up with I don't remember cool sticks, but. I just meant like they played hockey. <laughs> they did play hockey. They were great. They were phenomenal. They were really good. They were man. really good. They yeah. were one level below NHL. Oh wow! So they had p- play people from the NHL play on the blades, and people from the blades go to the NHL. It's like a farm system in baseball, man. It's yep. like triple A ball. Yeah, yep. that's cool, man. But but going back to your thing about uh, you sorry, know, black we market, get derailed here. I like that though, man. It, it's good <laughs> to have tangents, you know, like take a little break, yeah. be like, hey, man, let's talk about something else, and then jump back in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as like the patents are concerned, it, it's one of those things where. That's just something that we're going to have to regulate and figure out down the line as this industry continues to grow. Um, but right now, it's dude, it's the Wild West, man. It's There's a lot of really cool things. And again, going off silver linings and COVID, I see that you have a lot of CDs here. You know, a lot of a lot of new content is coming out. Right. And to that same extent, there's a lot of inventors coming out of the woodworks and they're like, dude, I've had this idea. Right. So so that that 50 percent that goes the other way and they're like, I'm going to do something with this time. Mm-hmm. They're coming out and they're good. And they're like, can you make this? <clears throat> Let's work on this project. I have something, you know, that I've been meaning to do for the 3D printing world for the But you utilizing 3D printing to manifest their ideas. OK. Right. So it can be anything like uh, it can be in the restaurant industry. Um, it can be in automotive. It can be in construction. Okay. You know, these are recent examples of people that I we work you. with right here in Kansas City. They're like, I have this idea that could make my life and other people's lives better. Right. The medical field is where it first started, again, with the protective equipment. So that's what we're starting to see a lot of is, again, these creators Ooh. coming out and they're like, dude, I got this idea. I do have an idea. I've had an here. idea in my head for years, but yes. it, w- it won't make sense to you. Because, but it has to do with my job. I'm a mailman. Yes. And we have these... Uh, 
trays where we individually your indiv- your address has its own individual slot. It's like one inch wide. Okay. By like maybe ten inches long. Okay. And my whole route is like I've got like you know eight hundred of those. Okay. And then, so I put all the mail in those slots, and then I have to pull it out when it's time to take it to the street. I take, I pull them out of the slot, and you know, in in the right order. I hate pulling them out. I want to just be able to pull the whole tray down and be able to take that to the street with me. It would okay. save me so much time. And so there's something I know. There's I have I have it in my head on how to create it. With, and this is where it starts, man. Yeah. You know, it starts with that idea, and then it's and then it's like pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Let's do draw it out. And then it's like, explain it in one or two sentences. And that's it, man. Let's let's go off of that. And then it's it's iterations, right? Because we're not going to get to our final And take it draft. to someone like you. Are you like a yes. 3D engineer? That's what we are, man. Yeah. I mean, we're a lot of things, but that's one of my favorite things of what we do. It's like collaborating with people like you where it's like, this would make my life better and creating a tool, man. I could make so much money on that fucking thing. Boom, dude. And that's what it is. It's not about just us making money. Or I'd even save us. so much time for the post office and it, Oh my gosh, this is my way to do it right here. There you go, dude. This is it. This is my way. This is my way to to retire and live how I want to live. I love that, man. Because see, now you're setting up, now you're doing multiple things at once, right? Like you're solving a bigger problem and then you're solving smaller problems just by solving the bigger one. Right. So the bigger problem is, you know, uh, making the post office more efficient in in these kind of situations. And the smaller problem is giving yourself the financial freedom that you need so you can go in and, you know, blow the podcast. Neanderthal podcast brought to you by 3D HQ doing it because I can do it how I want now. There you go, man. Next week, we got Joe Rogan on. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's part of it, man. You know, part of becoming your own creator and solving your own problems is, listen, dude, there aren't superheroes. Nobody's coming to save us. We save ourselves. I got to stop waiting for my mom and dad to save me. That's right. I got to save myself. (laughs) And that can be scary, dude. And this is what we talk to kids about. It's like, yeah, this shit's scary. You know, these problems exist, but we have to face our fears because everything that we've ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear. Right? Boom. (laughs) Fear is a motherfucker, isn't it? Dude, it's, it's one of those f- basic emotions. Isn't that funny how we all have fears and we're all able to conquer a lot of different fears, but there's still some fears that we just can't conquer for whatever reason. Like or clowns. Some- yeah, are you Killer afraid of clowns? clowns from outer space. Uh, great movie, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like porn without the porn. <laughs> <laughs> clowns never scared me. I don't care about clowns. But but yeah, there's some things that, yeah, I, I don't give a shit about clowns. But there's some people they actually have a severe phobia of. Dude, you're looking at one really? of them, dude. But I'm a survivor. What happened? Dude. What happened? So I'll tell you what happened, Ryan. So when I was a kid, I have all these little cousins, and my aunt was like, come over for a sleepover. We're going to rent some movies. How old are you? I'm like six. Oh, my and God. My son's seven. Just turned seven. There so you go. Okay. So don't do this. Yeah. This, is a, this is a whole, uh, this is a PSA. Don't do this. Unless you want them to be afraid of clowns. That's right. Which might not be the worst thing because in re- in reality, who who is a clown? Do you want your child to be around an adult who dresses up like a clown to be around <laughs> children? Right. Think about it. That That's true, man. And, and like we can get into a deep Think dive about it, John like- Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Exactly, dude. That I just lost all my clown, clown listenership. <laughs> <laughs> so get this, man. So my aunt invites me over and- 
some of my cousins are older than me and they're the ones picking the movies and the two movies they come back from blockbuster with who remembers blockbuster i Shout miss out. blockbuster dude friday nights at blockbuster there's still we still have a hollywood video Ooh. here and there okay yep yeah. and a family video that's like oh I that's what I, that's more, what i meant that's okay. what i meant family video not hollywood but yeah family. which is cool man like i think that that kind of resurgence man like you know th- that place I was Especially say, now. Yeah. I was just going to say that would yeah, kill it, you know? That would kill it. And it's like, I, but, um, and I've seen some of those kind of shops set up in, in other cities. We, we were talking about Portland earlier. My sister lived up there for a few years and we went to this. Give a little more on cool, that mic. We, we lived, we go. went to this, uh, to this super cool, like video rental. Anyways, I won't go down that road. So they come back with block, with blockbuster videos, right? right? The VHSs. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. And the two hot picks that they come home with are Killer Clowns from Outer Space and It. Okay. The the the, the mini the series. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dude. Tim Curry. You know, and I watched like what did I dude, like six hours of clowns terrorizing <laughs> people when I was a kid. At six years old, yeah. Dude, and I was like, That'd oh leave my. an impression on you for sure. Dude, exactly. And, and you know, then we go to these events and there's clowns there and I'm like, I just don't <laughs> trust these guys. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. And this is the thing, man. This is the kicker. So my parents are Hispanic. My mom's from Colombia. Dad's from Peru. The reason I tell you that is because as kids, we would go to Colombia for like our summer vacations, right? So I, I, I'm in Colombia the, all summer. And I come back and my dad is like, ecstatic. hold on. Did anybody else? This guy sounds white as fuck the entire podcast. And then when he says Colombia, Colombia, Epa. Hey, is that okay for me good. to say that as a white guy? Hell yeah, it back? is, dude. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. And that's what I'm saying, man. There's beauty and diversity. I'm all just that fucking fun with stuff. you. I have to fuck with you. That's good, sorry. dude. No, that's good. I'll, dude, keep fucking with me. <laughs> See what happens, Ryan. Cash dude. me outside. That's right. That's right. I'm from Colombia. You know what we do? Uh, you know dude. what we do? We do. We do it all. We do it all. So I come back and my dad's super stoked. He's like, Fabian, I got a surprise for you. You're not going to believe it. And I'm like giddy, dude. Yeah. My mullet's blowing in the wind. The windows <laughs> nice. are down, and I'm soccer like, rocker. Yes, dude. Yes. And I and and we get home, and I fly up to my room, and I, dude, I'm I'm searching all over. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it? I don't see any of it. And I turn around, and my dad's pointing at the light switch, <laughs> and it's this fucking clown holding <laughs> balloons. So, dude, for th- and I'm like one of these people that I'm like, I was like, oh my god, thank you. Oh, you really, know? dude? I didn't say anything. Oh. I felt bad. I was like, he was so excited oh. about it, and I have this phobia, but I don't want to like, oh, wow, make him feel bad just because of my psychology Damn. mess ups. Wow, that's, dude, that's some deep thinking at an age like that. Wow, it was weird, dude. And so for the next year, right? Like I'm turning off my lights. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the last thing I look at. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, how do I overcome this? And so I would like, I would go and slap the light switch and then dive onto my bed. Because I was like, the clowns, if they're coming from anywhere, it's under the bed. Right, you know, like, obviously. Exactly. Dude, I figured this, I've seen yeah. enough clown shit to I know. know. How this goes. Yes, dude. So, so, yeah, man, that was one of those things. You, you face your fears. Like, I can say now, I don't, I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not afraid of clowns. I just don't like them or whatever. But it's it's one of those things where you face your fears, man. You know, it's like they can be silly shit, right? Like I'm I'm about to be 35 years old. For me to look back at the things that I used to be afraid of, it's a good story. Like I laugh about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's the same kind of thing that we, we can do now <clears throat> is we have these problems that are super fucking scary, 
right? And one of the first emotions we pivot to is fear. And fear can quickly turn into anger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's what, why we're so pissed off right now. It's because we're scared. Well, a lot of times fear is, is ignorance. And ignorance you know, breeds fear. There of you course. Go. I was ignorant about clowns, man. Yeah. Can you believe it? Or were you? Yeah. <laughs> right? Were you? What's the statistics on clowns good to the pro or, or pro to the con? Dude, you remember like a, that's a good question. Right. And, and then I'll, I'll hit you with, you remember like a few years ago, this is like 2013, 14. There was all those clowns coming out of the woodworks. Yeah, and I remember like, that. Just like hanging out in parks at like yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck, dude? Like, I'm not, this is not where I need to be right now. It's like in North Carolina or South, it was somewhere in the like Southeast like that. Yeah. It was just happening, man. I think they were speculating that they were doing that because the new version of it was coming out soon. Yeah. And I think uh, they were saying it was like a promo for like that. That's some, that's a scary ass promo. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it did. It did, man. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of those kind of things. So what are um what are some of the things that that you're afraid of or some of the fears that you've overcome? Uh well, I just push my fears way deep down in the depths of me and I just never overcome them and I just become a a part of you. Bad person. <laughs> <laughs> um Honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. What what am I afraid of? Like, I'm not afraid of anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, my shit's probably more deep and personal, like, on a personal level. Like, my own insecurities and darkness. Like, I've had... I don't struggle... Like, I I struggle with depression and anxiety, Mm -hmm. but I've got a pretty good hold on it. That's good. And I have for a while. Without even using medication. That's good. So, but like there are like, like like if I want to get deep, like, yeah, I get afraid of getting into like a deep, dark, suicidal depression. Yeah. That's a, that's something to be afraid of. Absolutely, man. But I don't know. I, I bet if I were to go swimming in the ocean, maybe in the back of my head, I'm like, huh, how close is a shark? But I'd probably be all right. Yep. That's but I it. don't know. That's right. Yeah. Dude, and that's funny because so... My like my rational fear is what I call it. I'm scared of the ocean because I'm not on my turf. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Like I can't breathe underwater. I don't have fins or gills. So yeah, dude. If there's a shark or an octopus or like Ooh. some big ass jellyfish, dude, jellyfish, man, a man of war, man of war, yeah, dude, they bite you. Somebody's got to pee on me to save my life. It's already degrading. You Fabian, know, Fabian, I like you, and uh, I would pee on you. Thank you, man. Dude, you're my Ross to my Rachel. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, that was Joey. What, wait, oh. wasn't it? Oh, wait. I don't know. It was Chandler. Dude. Oh, it was Chandler, Chandler and Monica. On Monica. There it is. You're you're my Chandler to my Monica. No, thank you. There we go. I'm see. Now I'm we there. know who now we know who the top is. See I, <laughs> <laughs> And this is why fact checking is so important, you know? <laughs> yes. We would have been throwing it out there. Oh, oh yeah, Ross, Ross peed on Rachel. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. she's a pee girl. She's one of those pissers. But but yeah, man. No, I, that was when Ross had the the hot chick from Hey Dude who shaved her head. Ooh, dude, Hey Dude was the jam. Donkey lips and ugly. No, 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 that's Camp Onawana. Ooh, is it? Yeah, Donkey Lips was Camp Onawana. Uh, Lake, yeah, Camp Onawana. We hold you in our hearts, <laughs> and when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Camp Onawana or Lake Onawana, whatever. Camp Onawana. <laughs> hey, dude, had the hot that blonde hot chick that and ev- 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 eventually married Ben Stiller. Yes. 
Um, I had the Native American Mexican dude. His name was Danny. Uh huh. I don't remember any of the names of those people, but I just remember the show. Absolutely, it was Salute Your Shorts. That's the show. That, that was an ad, but they were at Camp Anawana. Yes, Camp, Camp yes, Anawana. Yes, yes. Salute Your Shorts. Yes. Dude, we should do an entire episode on just like shit from the nineties. I have an episode like that. Nice. Ah, you son of a bitch. He's a. Uh, he was a. Uh, <laughs> he's a guy that sells vintage nineties clothes. Nice. Yeah. And I did it like episode 98 or something. And I wanted to do it to celebrate the 90s. And we just like broke down a whole. But I fucked up because he he's in his 20s. He didn't grow up in the 90s. Uh, I thought he would have more 90s uh, knowledge and nostalgia. And he didn't have Mm. as much. But it was still a fun conversation. That's a good episode. That's a popular one. A lot of people have listened to that one. That's a good one. And I, I think it's because we've seen this kind of resurgence in 90s style. Well, it's because right. it's people like you and me that age. Let's, yep. let's go back. I have kids now. I've got a seven-year-old and about to be a four-year-old. And, I, I you know, they've watched all the old school DuckTales. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, dude. That's that's <clears throat> awesome. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes. Darkwing uh, Duck. Uh, I never got... That was never me when I grew up. Right on. Um, but, yeah, DuckTales, uh, Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. man. They were amazing in the 90s. Just like Friday Night TV, right? Like TGIF. That. Yes, dude. Urkel. Yes, man. Family matters. Did yeah. I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Winslow's. Absolutely. And and to go off of content, man, and, and to tie it back into silver linings, I feel like again, if if I'm trying to practice that whole adi- the 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 gratitude attitude, right? Like what am I grateful for during these really depressing times? Which can help with depression. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the reasons that, and and you're not alone, Ryan. I think that we all suffer from depression and anxiety and i think that in this world where we're even more connected because of social media and we're when we're in those echo chambers and we're you know comparing our lives to our peers and it's like why don't i have that why don't why isn't that mean and we've heard this a lot man it's like it's because that's their highlight reel Mm -hmm. you know like really if you were to take a look behind the scenes nobody's life is that rosy Nobody's life is perfect. Oh, we should all know that. Yeah, when you're seeing social media, yeah, you get tricked into thinking these people, they're just posting the best shit of their lives. The best shit, man. The, uh, anybody can do that, and dude. It, yeah, and, it, and it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, you know, the thief of joy is comparison. There you go. The thief of all joy is comparison. And, and that's what social media is doing to us. It's just taking away all of, our, all of our joy. I see this guy that I grew up with. He's not particularly bright. And, but he's got kind of a decent paying job, and I see him going on vacations all the mm-hmm. time. Like, why don't I have that? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I got the same stuff going on for me, but this dude's in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then he's skiing in Utah, and he's mm-hmm. got this fancy car. Mm-hmm. How much of that is real? Right, exactly. Know? That's what that's what we have to tell ourselves. Like, everyone just shows us their best side of their face. Absolutely, man. You yeah. don't know what's going on <clears throat> back there. I bet. I bet he's looking at pictures of you, and he's like, "Man, why don't I have that?" You know what I mean? Like some of the things like maybe we always focus on the things we don't have. And so that whole like attitude of gratitude is focusing on the things that we do have. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm grateful that I got another chance to come on the podcast today. Hell yeah. Because you guys are fun, man. Anytime you want, man. Anytime. Just ask me. That's right, man. I'm not good at asking. You just ask me, hey, (laughs) I want to come and chop it up. I'm like, all right, whenever, let's do it. That's right, (laughs) dude. And, And that's awesome, man. And so so to go off of and like focus on like the silver linings, like what? What good has come from these situations? One of the ones that I really love is, dude, if COVID would have happened, again, let's use 2015 as kind of a benchmark. If that shit would have gone down 2015, 
We wouldn't have had the Hulus, the mm. Disney Plus, the Amazon Prime, all this streaming content to keep me happy at home, right? Not, you don't think so, dude? I, I mean, we had Netflix, but not I think like we I think all now. that shit would have gone up and quicker. Maybe, maybe, yeah, absolutely. It it would have it would have expedited. People are looking for. I'm stuck at home. I'm looking for mm-hmm. shit though. I've watched. I hear people. I've watched everything. What do I watch next? Yep. I'm like, watch me on the podcast, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It could have also increased cable sales. It's yeah. Like, well, don't cut your cord. You know, just pay two hundred dollars more a month this month, mm-hmm. and then next year we'll we'll raise your anyways. You're absolutely right. It coulda, woulda, something coulda happened. It, it coulda led to something great. But what we have right now are the, are those things. We already right. have them. They're tangible, right? And then the other awesome thing that I've seen, we talked about 80s music, and that's another show that we need to have. Like, I, I, have, uh, I have a bone to pick with you, Ryan. Really? I just got into it, like, <laughs> a couple weeks ago on uh, – la- Tilo the Doctor. Is that the one latest ex- – yeah, we just got into it then, too, about 80s music. But you see what I'm saying? So, so here's what I'm getting at, man. What I'm getting at is – the, the content that we're seeing come up right now is yeah. amazing, dude. There's so much good music that's coming from yeah. these artists sitting at home, dude. I'm seeing records drop left and right. Machine Gun Kelly. Dude. There you go. How's that album? I don't I don't think he put out an album out, but when as soon as lockdown happened, he started put he put out a few videos of just him on his balcony in his bedroom just putting out songs. Just him there. And yeah. they and they were they went huge. Or one in his car. And they went big. They went viral. They, they were and they were good. Yeah, I've seen other artists do the same thing. They're like we're stuck at home. I'm just gonna make some beats, put down a track, and then yeah, collaboration, man. Yeah. You know, like the, the spark of creativity. I think that it could be our modern renaissance. Me and Charlie made a song, dude. What? <laughs> you guys made a song? It ain't out there nowhere, but <laughs> hey, dude, we gotta post that shit. No, I ain't uh, posting we gotta it. make a song. I don't yeah, know. I ain't posting that. That's a secret one. Oh, uh, we we gotta make a song then, dude. Because I love music. Fun, yeah. yeah? It's, it's, it's <laughs> we can play it for you but not play it for everybody else but that's like this one fair enough when we cut the camera that's how we end the show you know what i mean but it's one of those things man it's like this opportunity again it's like what do you want to use your time for you know and again like that 50 50 man i'm seeing some amazing content come out some some incredible inventions we have people that are putting their imagination on paper or whatever you know but it, but it's becoming real life during covid and for me that's a silver lining that's something that i'm grateful for mm-hmm. because i'm stuck at home a lot you know and i'm i'm cool with that man i'm okay with that i i can i can go both ways kind of thing. <laughs> you know what i mean like i can go out and party and i i love to do that when the time is right but at the same time like if this is what i have nice. to do right now right so I can enjoy the rest of my life right like i don't want to be short minded and be like the next two years are going to fucking suck so this is bullshit god uh, right Ugh. right Okay, cool, man. Like, yeah, these two years, they do suck. Let's let's go ahead and own that. Right, grit Fuck and it. bear it. Yeah, absolutely, right. man. Let, let's get stronger from it. You right. know, let, let's whittle away at the shitty part of ourselves and become this awesome wooden version of ourselves or whatever. Dope. And then and then from there, man, I'm I'm turning thirty five. So let's say I make it a seventy, then I can enjoy the the other thirty three years of my life. You know, with some other cool shit that I made along the way, and this is what I took from COVID. Okay. Yeah. Are you learning? What What are you learning right now? You've had a few months to kind of sit back, kick back and relax and kind of reflect on yourself, maybe your business, maybe your future. Is there anything that you've you've learned or come out with so far? I mean, it's still early. Sure. Who knows how much longer we have? Sure. I don't think this shit's going to end until we get a vaccine. Sure. And Absolutely. even then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. You know, and, so, and th- that's the thing, man. Like if we can just learn to accept it 
And then that that's that's it, man. It's like, all right, cool. This is the problem then. This is the problem. What's the solution? I think that's where I was at. Um, I think a lot of people kind of gave me a little bit of shit for... I, I wasn't an anti-masker, but I'm not a mask promoter. I would go out without a mask until they said, you can't come in here unless you wear one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just... Because I was just like, it's inevitable that I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, am I, if this mask is just delaying me from getting it mm-hmm. if I don't get it now I'm going to get it in six months from now it's a virus mm-hmm. you can't stop a fucking virus mm-hmm. we're all going to get so that was my thought or is my thought like sure I'm going to get it and I, I, I wish I would have had it already sure get it over with get those antibodies then I don't have to worry about it absolutely but I, I, yeah but I, I get it and I, I think that that's <clears throat> great man you know I think it's good to talk about these things you know um, one of my other backgrounds is in psychology and it, it's, a, it's also the way that we think is promoted by the culture that we grow up in. And in the U.S., we're, we, we grow up in an individualistic culture. It's the bootstrap. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to be an American? Do it yourself. Yeah, that's American. That's right. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Absolutely, yeah. man. And, and that's cool. That's cool. In other parts of the world, it's a collective mindset, right? Because we're hive. We're a hive mentality. Right. Right. And that's why you can pick up on ghosts and shit and like other people's <laughs> emotions and why and when people are scared or when they're excited like we pick up on that shit Mm -hmm. right so it to me personally it's it's not like about protecting myself it's about protecting everybody else and myself no i get that that. right i get that and and, and so it happens And, and i'm not here to say you know what's right and wrong i'm just saying the way that i look at the world and how it's affected me personally. I'm an asshole. Like, He's sitting here telling me, and I'm an <laughs> asshole. I get it. I know. <laughs> no, man. You know, this is that whole, like, I want to listen, man. I got I to gotta understand it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, this is going to make me sound like an asshole. And, and Nick and I have talked about this. But, you know, I also have to laugh a lot. And so I was like, man, I'm looking through new shows. And I come across King of the Hill. Oh, great show. Dude. Great show. I don't know if you guys know the background of King of the Hill and what came from it. But. The Office, Parks and Rec, Mike Judge, dude, Mike Beavis Judge, and Bud, yeah. Beavis and Butthead, all of that course. shit, dude. But but it's like there's there's like twenty shows that came out of King of the Hill, and that was dude. It's it's such a great sense of humor. It's super funny. It's well, it's Hank perfect. came from Beavis and Butthead. He did come from Beavis yeah. and Butthead, dude. Yeah, he was the trailer. Yeah, yeah. he was the dude that owned the trailer. Yeah, the quick yeah the, something with the golf balls. Quit it's, whacking off yeah. in my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a bunch of episodes, yeah. And it's so good. Beaver man. and butthole. Yeah. That's what he called. Beaver and butthole. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. You know, like we're 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 better together. That whole like unity through community. Like I can sit here and spit a verse on why the human race will overcome our indifferences. Right? Because Here's here's a great one. So when astronauts are fucking blasted into outer space, they have this thing that happens to them. And they're looking down at this pale blue dot, like Carl Sagan describes it, right? And, and everything else melts away, like your religious affiliations, your political views, your your race, your gender, all these things that, that we've taught ourselves that divide us. You realize that we're all just one. And That's we're all it, dude. One rock floating in outer space. Boom. Yeah, that's it, man, and and that's where it's like you know I think God, how cool would that be to get out there and look at the Earth? We can do that, dude. That and that's like <clears throat> our ultimate goal at Three D HQ, dude. For me, I want to die. You got on a, a black market ship. rocket? I want to I want to three D print a rocket ship and shoot me into outer space, and that's like at seventy, and that's the way I go. All right, so space pirate, dude. So as far as like three D printing, like I see the figurines, I see the keychains, I see like. Um, 
concepts like that. But can you do like, because to do a rocket ship, you need to do more than just the shell of the the design of the ship. Mm-hmm. Like you need all the little nodes and wires and, and fuel injection and mm-hmm. filters and blah, blah. It, will the 3D printing technology, I'm sure it will get there, but I couldn't imagine that would be for, geez, 100 years or so to where it can get that small and intricate to where it can just do tiny little wires that are, you know, four gauges thick or whatever the 16 whatever the yeah. small gauge is you know, sure. 12 gauge whatever so, so i don't know man what, what do i know i'm ignorant i'm just throwing shit out there teach me and then and that's where i don't think you're ignorant i think you're curious okay you know um and that's probably <clears throat> the op- the optimist in me speaking yeah thanks know? i am curious <laughs> and ignorant but but so so here's the thing man we're already using 3d printing to print rocket ships right really to print parts to okay print parts. okay yeah yeah um, and then there's this thing in technology called Moore's law, right? And it's right, like, right, right. It's that whole bigger, faster, stronger. Like every two years, it becomes bigger, faster, twice stronger. as fast. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. And then it, and then it reaches a point where it's like, it reaches its pinnacle. Moore's law is not really a law, though, is it? Isn't there going to come a point where it's going to like it's going to have to stop? So it's not really a law. So it transitions. No, you're you're right. So okay. so it, there comes a point where it reaches its pinnacle, and then that pinnacle becomes quantum theory and quantum physics and <laughs> quantum computing which nobody understands <laughs> and, and and that shit right there to make it like as understandable as possible for me is weird science it's like right. designing your dream girl and then like from the computer and you know uh dry ice and lasers right right this babe why can't you know? people understand my intentions Dude. Weird science. When did that song come out? That Ryan? song sucks, when, when but the song? movie's good. <laughs> I love that movie. Music sucks. Weird science. <laughs> dude, that is that the hook? That's the hook right there, <laughs> yes, dude. <it> is. <laughs> dude, that's yeah, yeah. man. So it's, did it's you one. remember? Just to go go off real quick, yes. and then we'll go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird science also had a TV show on like the USA Network. Mm. Did you yeah. ever see that? Dude, there I'm was getting, a TV. Of course, the T, uh, uh, the movie. Of course, the t- movie was huge. But there was they, there was a TV series called Weird Science, and it was so good. And the chicken, <laughs> it was so hot. It wasn't the same Weird Science movie chick. It was this yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was the same chick that was in Kingpin. <laughs> yes, Charlie knows. She, okay, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the big, yeah, yeah. the the big, the big brains. Yeah, the big, the, 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 the real nice pair of personalities. Yes. Dude, yeah. you know I'm I'm having flashbacks, but I feel like I'm imagining it because I want to okay. be cool and a part of the group. Uh, I'm not cool. Can <laughs> be a part of the group. <laughs> but now I'm like, I gotta go find this shit and see what. Find it. So I believe it was on USA Network, and I. F- hmm. I wonder if it was the same time around the, the show Pacific Blue. Pack Blue was oh, on dude, with yeah. with uh, Slater, AC Slater, yep. Mario Lopez. Yes. What a great show. <laughs> Bicycle Cops. Bicycle Cops on like Muscle Beach in Venice or some yes. shit like that. It's so good. So good, dude. 90s TV shows, 80s movies, dude. 90s music. Yep. You know, the only thing that got fucked up was the 80s music. <laughs> you know, the synthesizers <laughs> and the key guitars. Which I love. <laughs> and and, and that's, and that <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, man. Like people are incredible. You know, it's not just like one group of people doing all that shit. It's all it's right. everybody. And and that's what gives us like, you know, cool shit to talk about now. Way. It's so good, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. Getting day drunk. As I get older and like, <laughs> the whole, like you appreciate you know, getting day drunk oh, much more, right? Dude, yes, because I can I can sleep off the hangover. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I have tomorrow and I'm like, I can go to the farmer's market if I want or like for a bicycle ride. Yeah. And so when you're talking about like, how did I improve myself over these or like, what have I been learning? You know, I, it's that whole like mind, body, soul kind of thing, dude. I really, I'll be honest, like I, I dove into work. You know, I was like, man, this is, this is that whole adversity, you know, creates clarity. I'm like, you're not going to stop me. That, that Jordan moment. You know, it's like, yeah, you want you want to get in the playoffs? Here's how you get in the playoffs, right? Survive COVID. That's how your business makes it Work to the next round. Work harder than the next guy. That's it, dude. That's it. And and it's teamwork. So I did that, man. But it, but it's also that balance. You can't just live there. You can't just do that. You have right? to if you want to be Jordan. That, that's <laughs> right. But, but Jordan that's what makes Jordan Jordan. Jordan also found the time to gamble, right? And and to have kids and a family. So, yeah, so ask it was him like, how all that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, you his know, dad's dead because of his gambling, dude. It's it's crazy. I so you know? they have that. They have. I that, just uh, got canceled. They have that ESPN thirty for thirty, <laughs> uh, the last dance, and he goes into that man. I like, haven't gotten that far yet. I think I'm on episode four. That shit's just, tight. Yeah. That's nineties nostalgia right there for you, dude. And that, I I grew up. Yeah, I grew up with Jordan on three of my four walls. Yeah, I indebted my parents a mortgage buying Bulls gear and Jordans. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I had it all. I was I was upset. I wanted I wanted to be Michael Jordan. The reason why I was a five ten white boy in high school and could dunk yep. was because of Michael Jordan. Dang, that's yeah. awesome, dude. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that kind of inspiration, man. Mm-hmm. That that when when you dig deep inside yourself and you give yourself that sole purpose of this is what my life will mean and this is the experience I want to have, we can do great things because that spectrum exists in all of us, you know, and, and that spectrum to dunk. That's crazy. In you. I never thought about that till just now. How crazy that is. I was. I would have been cool. I would love to see my son. Well, my son will be taller than five ten. Yeah, I was a five ten white kid that could dunk because you were inspired. You know, and it was just like, my oh. whole life. I was just doing plyometrics without knowing it, constantly trying to dunk since I was in like third grade when I first saw Jordan. That's amazing. And just built my. I mean, to this day. Women say I have a really nice ass. Yeah. And it's because of my plyometrics. And, and it's because you can dunk. <laughs> Be like, thanks, baby. I can dunk. That's right, girl. I know. I know I do. They say you got a nice ass. I go, I know. I could dunk. I know. I could dunk. <laughs> but exactly, man. And I think that that's, again, the, this opportunity that we have right now is to give the world positive role models, right? People that, that overcome adversity and all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we inspire the next generation so they can dunk, you know? Right. But yeah, man. So so yeah, man. So okay. So I I started dedicating myself. Is, even the problem is the kind of yeah, the, the, not to cut you off. Sorry, but the problem no. is the kind of inspirational people that are out there that some people are looking for inspiration from, meaning uh, Instagram models, sure. social media personalities. Yep. You know, I don't know. If that's a good way to. No, it's a, it's a great yeah. way to put it. You know. if that's what you're gonna say. It's yeah. like we're finishing each other's. Sandwiches? Sandwiches. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, dude. I, people always say sandwiches, sentences. That was great. But but I think that you're right, man. So so here's the thing, right? Like that, again, to go back to that like 50-50, we, we, half of us pull this way, half of us pull that way. When we see shit for long enough and we're exposed to it for not long enough, it's like radiation, man. Like eventually that shit seeps in, mm-hmm. you know? So... Both on the positive side, you can have this case example where, you know, your childhood idol drove you to grow an amazing ass 
<laughs> fucking dunk. You know, <laughs> it's a virgin ass. And if there's any billionaire gay dudes out there, like I, I might sell it for the right price, but it's. I mean, I got to retire for the rest of my life, and it, dude, you know what I mean? It's, well, it's, I'll, I'll DM me. I'll huh? send pics. Dude, you're not alone. There's a whole <laughs> subset of bonobos that will use sexual exchanges as currency. So it's like, hey, I got to build this house, and it's like, cool, come give me a hand job, and I got you. You know, so like to the same extent bonobos? that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's a subset I mean, bonobos, bonobos are freaks. They'll fuck any. The that's only what thing I'm saying, fuck, dude. The only thing in the bonobo culture that they don't fuck is daughter to son. Oh, there you go, man. That's a, that's a Everything good Everything else, I'm surprised they need to sell them that they're, huh? Are, do bonobos look at other bonobos? Clearly they do. Other bonobos find other different bonobos more attractive than other ones. Hey, I'm a good looking bonobo. Jerk you off. Yeah. You know, you go get me one of those candy bars. Yeah. Like, we're good. <laughs> That's it, dude. Prostitutions and these things. Like it's it's yeah. natural, dude. That shit it is natural. In nature. Nature is the art. Legalized prostitution is what I'm hearing you say. Uh, dude, let's get those girls health insurance. Let's get them checked out. And man. guys, they don't better. Let's, and let's guys, dude. Absolutely, man. And my trans friends <laughs> out there, like what well, everybody. everybody. This is the, dude, this is the human race, baby. We're it's all, all just is a melting pot of sex. Sex. Mm. That's dude, that's what it comes yeah. down to man i'll stir that pot there we go get uh -huh. that orgy pot in here That's let's it. just fuck <laughs> come on baby <sighs> so <laughs> so exactly man right like you can you can have you can draw inspiration from positive role models right. and to the same extent negative ones yeah. absolutely dude which makes you a shittier version of yourself like you know either willingly or unwillingly and and maybe by the time you realize the version of the self that you've become is no longer the one that you're proud of not that it's too late but it's it's probably like one of those killer clown moments yeah you know it's like Oh <clears throat> shit! I don't know. So, so again, to dive back into um, what I've been doing, man, is again, I, I'm really appreciative of the content and and the work that we're doing, um, dude. Music and bike rides, and you know, just like family dinners and shit, man. It's it, to me, honestly, it's back to basics. Nice. Yeah. Lucky you. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I absolutely feel fortunate. Um, but I think that it, again, dude, that's, of course the that's business true. aspect, probably the business hit probably sucks, right? It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be hard. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I hate, I hate bringing that up. No. Oh yeah. It, it dude, it, but it's good. Again, it's, it's, it's one of those like face your fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yes. It sucks. So what man? Okay. So, so what's the game plan? Right. So how do we get, we make masks. We, that's it, man. We fucking make masks. That's right. Hospitals. You want some parts? I got you. We got you. Dude, we, we printed a, a steering column for like a 1988 Chevy truck, you know, because these this automotive company in town was like, I don't want to go dumpster diving. And, oh, wow. You know, and these parts are no longer sold. So, again, man, like other people are coming out and they're like, hey, man, maybe we can use this new technology to our benefit. Yeah. And that's one of those things, man. It's like dope. Hell yeah. To it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That is a great idea. Hey, should we take a break real quick? Yeah. You guys want to take a break and go potty? Yeah. He could use a key. Charlie's here can't handle his whiskey like a man. He said, no, thanks. I don't want hair to grow on my chest. I need a nice cube for my whiskey. Uh, so dude. we're going to pause it. And we're going to get Charlie some whiskey for his, or some ice for his whiskey. Time out. Time out, coach. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be right back after these, after these messages. Dun -dun -dun. We'll be right 
We're started. We're so, we're gonna restart this bad boy in three, two, one. Mm. Boom, Sherlock, boom. What were we just talking about? I had something good to bring up to you. Oh yeah. Mm. I'm sensing it. I'm picking up on that. One time. We just took a real nice break, everybody. We were indulging in some Buffalo Trace. Everybody, Buffalo Trace, the official non-official sponsor of Neanderthal Podcast for episode 106 with 3DHQ with Fabian here. Uh, I, what I kind of did want to ask you or talk to you about was you have an interesting transition from journalism and psychology, you said? Yeah. Those are two things I would. I wish I would have gone to college and done shit like that. But now you're involved in the 3D printing world. Yeah. How do you go from those two realms into that? Absolutely. Like, how, like what happened? Because you said you did do some journalism. You were crossing all over the world doing some cool stuff. Yes. You know what you... I'm going to call you a poor man's Shane Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? The creator of Vice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy. You kind of look. You kind of have a similar look to him. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and, and before head. we get into this, I, I've been meaning to say this this entire time. <clears throat> I love your glasses. Thanks, man. Those Throwbacks. are gorgeous. Those uh, are gorgeous glasses. Uh. <laughs> I love shades. I have about ten different pair of sunglasses. Anyway, so you go from journalism and psychology to three D printing. There you go, man. So, so a lot of that is hang with us, folks. I'm drunk. <laughs> A lot of it, man, to be honest with you, it's just like following my passions and intuition. So psychology was like one of the first topics I fell in love with in school once we got electives. You remember like in middle school when it was like, right, so you're going to have your math class and your history class. Okay. And then you're going to you're gonna go to PE. All I cared about was PE. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Right. And then it was. And like, it's not true. But and then, you, and then you have like uh, two classes that you get to pick on your own. So like electives. electives, man. So it was one of those times where I was like, dude. I don't understand why I'm thinking about shit that I'm thinking about. Like what? Like, like uh, man, one of the first. So I thought about death, um, like in the fact that like everybody I, I mm -hmm. know will someday die. Including yourself. Including myself. When I was like seven, you know, I had this just like realization. And it fucking hit me hard. I was like, what? You know, and, and, and that kind of toll on a, on a young mind, I think on any mind is. Our mortality is scary, and that's why we make stories up to, to calm those fears down, right? Um, <laughs> he said that's why we make up stories. We all know he's referring to religion. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. We get, we're drunk now. The politically correctness has gone out the window, but I'll, I'll go back to being politically correct. No, 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 you dude. are a business owner. No, 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 dude. Keep calling I'm not me out I'm my not bullshit. Put, I'm not putting words in your mouth. That's no, no, no. Just I me. appreciate that, dude, and that's why I come back here is because we can have real conversations, right? right? And like I can paint it one way, and then you can be like, bullshit this is what it is or do you disagree with me with everything no okay no i think i think it's good i again i, I think that it, it's important to see both sides so yeah. you're right man like you know that we, we tell each other these stories and, and we believe in them and and we hold them true to our hearts anyways so when i was when i was again uh in middle school and i got to pick an elective and i came across psychology it was one of those opportunities that i felt for myself was i can understand where I'm coming from, like what, what is going on in my head? And if I, if I can, if, if I can connect those dots, then I'm a person and I interact with people. Maybe I can understand why other people are crazy. So psychology led me down that road. And then when I was in college, I've always loved to write and, and draw. So like I, I look around the room and I'm seeing like, you know, colorful drawings and stuff. Are like you left-handed? 
I'm right-handed. Oh wow! My mom was born left-handed, and my my grandfather was, uh, you know, uh, his train of thought at the time was being left-handed is one of these marks of the beast. Okay. So he he forced her to become ambidextrous. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice, man. but not nice. Probably a little bit of psychological bullying there, or, or trauma there, at least. Absolutely, and, and but it what which it is ended, which, which is it, it is hypocritical of me to say because I I have a son and I want him to be amazing at sports. Yeah. So since the day he was born, I have strapped his right hand to the side of his body. Since then, he hasn't used his right hand in seven years. That's amazing. So he so he's ambidextrous. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he so he's using both hands. Is what I'm getting at. Nah, I still got his right strapped. I want to make sure that left hand is ready to go for pitching. He's going to be go. a left-handed pitcher in the MLB. That's amazing, right? Yeah, I'm looking for my way out. It's, there you if go. this if this. 3D printing postal device of mine doesn't pan out. My son's bailing me out with the Major League Baseball. <laughs> hey, man, that's a solid backup. I'm sorry I derailed us. No, that's good, dude. So psychology led me down that road. And then when I was uh, <clears throat> when I was in college, I ended like I love to write. You know, it's I, I've kept a, a journal, but it's really a diary. Beautiful. Right my diary. That's beautiful. Dear diary. How do you do? You start it out like dear, dear journal, dear diary, dear something, or do you just start writing? Man, I wish, I wish that I was, you know, that I like, I, I had like a headline to start with. No, dude, but it's usually like I just start writing. Okay, you know, and I started writing. You know, and this is this is going deep. This is going into like what we were talking about, depression and anxiety. When my parents got divorced, it was really hard, and and I didn't really. I sports was an outlet, you know, like I grew up playing sports. That's the foundation of my father's and I's relationship. But nice. when this shit was happening. It was like, dude, I need another outlet. So instinctively, intuitively, I just started writing, man. I was just writing, just writing bullshit. And like, and now I can go back. So going back to like the multiverse and time travel and all this shit, I believe time travel exists now, right? And I believe that they exist in, in several forms. I think music is one of them. Oh, 100%. I've touched on that many times on the podcast. Dude, right? You get it, mm -hmm. man. It's like you hear the song. You and hear a song and it boom. transforms you back into that time. Like exactly. there's so many just songs in high school that when I hear it now, it'll put me in that state of mind that I was in. I can see that girl now. I can remember the emotions of, of her and I's breakup. Me going on a drive by myself and listening to Puff Daddy all about the Benjamins <laughs> in the woods all by myself. Just want to be, just crying my eyes nice. out. I want to be baller shot, shot color. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. And that's, a, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. You know, to, to like revisit that version of yourself, that moment in life. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like truly awesome. And I feel like, you know, uh, you see studies where the other one is, is smell. Right. Smell is like right. one of those things like a perfume or a candle or some scent. It's like, boom, you're transported back to right? childhood. That's again. right. There's that good song by 21 Pilots where it's like, I wish I'd, I I can't remember the song exactly, the lyrics, but it's like, I wish I could take this song, this smell and bottle it up. But only two people would understand it. Me and my brother. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's so. Yeah, there are smells like only my brother and I would understand like that's grandpa and grandma's house. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's right. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So and I think crazy. that while you and your brother would understand specifically your grandmother and father's house, mm -hmm. that resonates with <clears throat> all of us. Like, right. I feel like everybody here in this room could also remember that smell from their grandparents' right. house. 
You know what I mean? So for me, another one of these uh, time machines is are are my journals, right? Like okay, at beautiful. this point, in my, uh, yeah, man. At this point in my life, and like I have the like right now, I have this beautiful journal that my sister gifted me. But anyways, like I can, I can just jump back in and like look at the way that I was writing and what was going on in my life and all this mm-hmm. shit. So that's what I was going through with my parents, and that's where psychology really helped. And then in college, I came across the journalism school. You know, and, and 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 it was one of those things where somebody was like, hey, you should apply. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I will. So I did and I got accepted and they were like, hey, so actually at the J school, there's a there's a two major track. Like you can still keep psychology because that was my major, but you can also couple it with journalism. And so here is where when we were talking about, you know, what happened with journalism and their business model. So it goes into advertising and demographics and understanding people. And and the way that you sell people things is based on emotions, right? So if you can tap into their emotions through an ad, they're more likely to buy it. That's why sex is easy. There you go. Yes. Sex, again, food, drugs, rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Um, All these basic human emotions and like things that you want. So, so yeah, man. Could you imagine if, if marijuana was super legal, like, like alcohol was the kind of commercials they would have for like buy this brand of Kush, OG Kush, and the commercials that would go go along with it. What that would be? What kind of weird America that could possibly be? That it's turning into, dude. They'd be hilarious. It'd probably be a lot like the the weed names that you're buying, like Purple Kush. Right, but just the know. commercials that go. You remember we had the Clydesdales with Budweisers. Yeah. Just imagine, just like the iconic <laughs> Spuds McKenzies. Like, yeah. Yes, What kind dude. of weird drug? Like if all I'm a promote proponent of all drugs being legalized. Sure. And just think of like all the different kinds of Coke. Yeah, there you go. Dude, you see it in Portugal. <laughs> Portugal, you know, uh, they they legalized all their drugs, mm-hmm. right? And it, what it actually does is it has the adverse effect. Like we're like, oh my God, crime's going to go up and everybody's going to be high and robbing and fucking me all the time. And what actually happens is like, no. They're like, once you tell people that they can have whatever they want, right. then people are like, oh, cool, I don't want it anymore. Right. Educate you know I mean? and treatment. There you go, man. That's the path. That is the path, man. Yeah. And and so that's what I found <clears throat> through through education was that treatment, right? Psychology mm-hmm. led me to journalism. Journalism led me to be, you know, to becoming a journalist and an analyst in emerging economies. And and then that interest led me to well, what emerging industries are popping up that, that could change the world, right? And I think that marijuana falls in that. I think renewable energy falls in that. Mm-hmm. And and I think that 3D printing and 3D technology also falls in that. Virtual reality. Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things that are falling in that right now with, with the spearhead of techno- certain technologies. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. So, so the transition, you know, it was when he, I think we all have these moments in life where it's like moments of clarity or, or, or an epiphany, mm-hmm. right? I think we talked about that before where it was like, well, how did you get involved in podcasting? And, and when you were talking to your dad and he was like, go fucking do it. Right. You know, and, and you're doing it, you know? So, so how do you go from being a postman to a podcaster? How do you go from being a journalist to a 3D printer? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think that it's, it's one of those things, man. Again, that spectrum for for good and evil, for creativity and passion that exists in all of us. Right. And we can tap into it. And I think that a lot of the time we're too afraid to go after that because it's like, well, how would I support my family or, you know, what kind of life does this mean that I would be living? And 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 a lot of the times we give it into those fears and we're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be an insurance agent because that's safe money. 
right? And then and then when you're there, you're like Ned Ryerson. They, who's that? Groundhog's Day. Oh, they, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, Groundhog's Day. Man, have I got a movie for you? Dude, I'm going to Palm pitch Springs. You. Yes, dude. I'm yes. The game. I already know. Man. Continue. What? That, there we go. So we, so we can freeze right past that one. But yeah, man, I think that that spectrum exists in all of us. And, and you know, um, I think that when you, when you open that door, then all of a sudden other doors start opening and you start attracting other people. It's that whole like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So after I left my last project in Colombia, which I always wanted to live in outside of just being one of, you know, just being a tourist and like actually being a part of the economy and the society. Once I finished that project and I, and I decided to come back home and, and then I narrowed my, my field down to like the ones that I wanted to be in. Nick and I came across each other, man. And it was one of those clandestine moments where it was like, dude, because you start following these things, other doors open. It's, it's similar to your, your ghost hunting. Right. Like I was ghost hunting at the time. I, I really wanted to <clears throat> see what this version of myself would look I like. I got to start hunting money. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, it's like that the 49er gold rush, right? Like these yeah. people who are hunting gold nuggets. Yeah. Right. And like eventually, like if you just fucking chip away enough. Coltan. Man, if I knew how to hunt coltan, I'd be all over that. <laughs> there you go. So, so that's, that's kind of how that transition happened. And I think that our stories are similar. It's just, dude. You, you got to take a risk, man. You got to shoot your shot. Got to. Yep. Got to. That's it. I tell people that all the time. That's yeah. what it is. Shoot your shot. Wayne Gretzky said it's best. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And look where he ended up. You know? The great one. That's it. The great one. He's like the Messiah. Yep. Number 99. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, and, and I, you know, I think that when we look at you, to go off sports and, and to kind of switch topics, like and, and to go back into that whole attitude of gratitude, when we look at the, the world that we've been fortunate enough to live in over the last, you know, four decades, look at everybody we've gotten to see, man, like from Gretzky to Jordan to Sosa versus McGuire to like, I mean, sports. Tiger Woods, dude, dude, Danica Patrick, dude, the dream team, bam. I mean, it, it Caitlyn he, Jenner, Tom Brady, you know, all those Tom things. Brady, Tom Brady, in my opinion, is the Jordan of football. Oh, yeah. He's the goat. You know what I mean? So many people hate him. And I don't know why people hate him. Is it because he's so pretty and has a model and is so good and is so straight edged? Is that what it is? To go back to your um, Batman quote from earlier uh -huh. that people just want to see the world burn. Right. So the same thing is like they don't want you to see either, a winner. You either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. You know, and I think that he just dude, he just lived long enough to become like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm ready for something new. I wonder yeah. I wonder if it has to do more with the Boston fandom than it does actual Tom Brady cuz Boston fans are pretty fucking obnoxious. You guys know you are. But we got to be careful with that because here's the other great thing that's happened in our lifetimes in uh -huh. Kansas City. Yeah, don't get me started. By the way. Don't get me started. We uh -huh. have seen a World Series championship ring. Yeah. We've seen a Super Bowl. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, not only do we see a, a, a World Series ring, but we saw a World Series appearance the year before that. Which was, dude, out of like all that the, was huge. the outcomes. Oh, dude, totally. That might have been... That was that was as big, if not bigger, than the World Series win. Absolutely, it might have been bigger, dude. How much fun was that playoff run? 
You know, like I we went were to a out, game. Like, I went to one of the games. Which one was it? It was uh, a game five where we demolished them. We killed them. It was like eleven to something. That's amazing, and you'll always remember that. That's called. I the got flash in for free. Room. All I oh. had to pay for was parking. That's amazing. It's like twenty five bucks, and I got to go in. And I was, uh, I was married at the time. Yeah. So I, I had Mrs. Uh, no, Miss Missouri hitting on me, Ooh. wanting me to take her out Ooh-wee. when I went to the game. I, and I was married. I couldn't do it. But and I you know had Miss Missouri at game five of a World <laughs> Series. And I'm like, oh, you're hot. I'll, I'll flirt with you. I'm not going to lie. I flirted with her. Yeah. And that's good, but, man. But yeah. you know what? The inverse would have been if you weren't married, Miss Missouri wouldn't have given two shits about you. You know what I mean? Like in that other... In that other world, that, that other don't dimension. That. I, I don't. It might have been Miss California. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. But, it, you know. I've hooked up with Miss California, too. Oh, dang. That's another story. That's dude. a different story. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, a long, that's a whole podcast there. Dude, Shout I, out to you, Miss California. You're hey, probably baby. listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. You know, and, and again, like these are maybe the experiences that we want to have in life. So how fortunate yeah. were you to have that experience twice, right? And I'm not a good looking one. guy. I just got lucky. No, dude, I think it's a combination of both, man. No. And, you know, I think that we're too hard on ourselves. I think you're a great looking guy. Oh, I man, think that what you're a sweetheart. Also lu- I think you were also lucky. And I think that you also capitalized on the moment, man. Yeah. You know, and, and again, that's that spectrum that, that exists in all of us. But if if you let fear win, then then maybe it turns out a different way. Right. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think that we've been very fortunate to see, you know, like all this shit happen again, going back to Kansas City. We also can't forget about like the MLS Cups that we've won with exactly. the goes, sporting. Yeah, yeah. And dude, KU basketball, man, the NCAA championship. Oh, KU you know? basketball, of course. Dude, no, they're the worst, though. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the KU yeah. people. <laughs> I, yeah, we all, I, whether you're a fan or not of KU, you understand the KU fans are a bit... I'm going to be nice and just say arrogant. And that's fine, man. And, and this is the correlation between the Boston fandom. Yeah. And then again, Kansas City. When when you when you create this culture of constantly winning, it's only a matter of time before the haters come out and they're like, enough, enough. We need something new. Yeah. You know? It's so, fine. Yeah. It I've is, been to man. a game. I, I Yeah. I've been to a, a KU basketball game. I was like Four rows up center court. It was cool. There you go, man. So here we go. It's so fine. Since, so since we're on on sports, right? Like the conversation of sports, there's been something that I've been trying to get off the ground for years. And, and I do it in like my sections when I'm in games. But I really want to get this chant going. So like when a ref has a bad call, you know, everybody's like, boo, 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 bad call, boo. I want to boo like a ghost and get the whole stadium <laughs> to be like, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and like really freak the ref out like oh my god like what have i done that'd be cool you know what i mean that would be cool and we've gotten it going in like like you Little know the, pockets the, yeah exactly like the the seat in front of me like the seat behind me like yeah yeah, yeah dude well, i got you that would be wonderful but who knows when that's going to happen because now we're at like the the royals games or the baseball games there's nobody they're fucking cutouts yeah there's th- you know little cutouts in there in the stands but there's no people yep and they're saying like some football stadiums will have some fans, yep. but I don't know what capacity that's going to be. And I think that, but maybe that's the time to do it when you have the small pockets. Like, all right, us twelve <laughs> people that are separated six feet apart, boo, yeah, boo, blueberry, blueberry, <laughs> or whatever, something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that point also, you know, to tie it back into three D technology 
and and kind of like imagining our stadiums of the future and tying it into augmented reality. Imagine kind of like uh, Animal Crossing has been a really big thing during this. I wish day. I knew more about it. I don't. I know it's big, but I haven't played it. Dude, it's, it's <clears throat> visiting your friends virtually in their virtual world. You know what I mean? So it's like having a, a, a Nintendo me or Wii character, mm-hmm. and then you go there. That That's basically what it is. But what I'm getting at is imagine having your own hologram like you, right? right. You being projected into the stadium so the players still feel that atmosphere of, well, there's nobody here, but right. they're here from home. Right, because that that's what drives up that's that level That's an expensive of, technology, isn't it, to, to, to fill a stadium full of holograms? Is it? Yeah, I you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, I assume and so. But, but seventy five, fifty thousand, seventy five thousand holograms of, I don't know. But is it more expensive to do that than not have anybody at the stadiums for an entire season, maybe two? I don't. know. You know what I mean? And like sell cutouts, like hey, so uh, the cutouts are silly. Yeah, it's but I like school. it. It's old school. It's like being like, hey, we have uh, we so have st- silly. It's we so have, silly. We have streaming services, but again, here's a VHS. You want some more whiskey? Um, are you gonna have some more whiskey? Sure. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take another droplet, I guess. I'm not I'm not afraid so anymore. I just saw it there, and I I pride myself on being a decent host. I appreciate that, man. I think that you know uh, that's something that that Nick and I talk about all the time as well. Is it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you want to treat your place of work kind of like if you were to have guests in your home, right? And like, how were you brought up? It's it's I, you want to offer them things. Thank you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I think that, again, I think that being that optimist and looking at what the world may look like here in five to 10 years. And, and here's the thing. We can't we can't live in the future, just like you don't want to live in the past because that's what creates anxiety and depression and those kind of things. But that's what it is. Yeah. You just fixed me. <laughs> but but you, you just fixed me. I love the past, but I'm out. Goodbye, 90s. You, you were great, but I'm, I'm, you're right. I don't. Here's the thing, Ryan. You can go visit. You can go visit all the fuck no, you want, man, but you can't live out. there. No, I'll, you can't I'll live smoke there. a joint and get stuck on a couch in the 90s. That's I can't right. Do it. I'm eating a Big Mac, <laughs> watching DuckTales, listening to Snoop Dogg. Like, I can't do it. I got to look to the future. That's that's a pretty good Saturday morning, though, man. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's unproductive as all hell. That's right, dude. And, you know, and so the same thing is like we can't live in the future. We can't just be like, oh, man, how great would it be? Universal basic income, you know, uh, uh, equality. For, I was hoping for, all, for that. I was hoping oh. for the Andrew Yang. Dude, we, we can make that happen. But what I'm getting at is like we can't just keep wishing it to happen. We have to take action. History is tied to the present. So if we want to change the future, we got to change the present. Um, but I digress. No, it's, it is changing slowly. Yeah. He digresses into what? Dude, so Palm Springs. <laughs> oh man, would you? What? Who wouldn't? Yeah, you know, I I I really liked Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. And so Palm Springs. I, I don't want to do any spoilers. Sure. People should definitely check out Palm Springs. And all you need to know is it's a groundhog. It's a Groundhog's Day movie. That's right. I've fantasized many times about having a Groundhog's Day. Okay. And I, I'm going to be real. I don't love my job. Okay. I don't love being a mailman. And I think that there's a lot of people in that situation. Of course there are. That's yeah. why I podcast. Yes. It's my favorite day. This gets me out of that shit. This is my dream. Hell yeah. Um, but anyways, a lot of times I go into work, especially during, it, it doesn't matter, but I go into work multiple days in a row and I'm like, God, this is like Groundhog's Day. Didn't I just fucking do this? I don't even feel like I went home and 
and hung out and went to bed, had breakfast and came to work. I just yeah. feel like here I am again. Wow. Yeah. So many times like it feels like Groundhog's Day. Yep. But then there are aren't there times where you're like, do you ever wish you could actually have a real Groundhog's Day where you actually did wake up and like, holy shit, I just did this yesterday. <laughs> Wait, is this for real? Let me just go through this day just to make sure. Yep. And then the next day is like, God damn it, I'm stuck. I did it. Here I am. I did it. I finally made a Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Would that be hell in reality or is it kind of cool? I think it's both. Yeah. I think I think that it, in reality it'd be super cool for like. Would you freak out in the beginning? Like, holy shit, god damn it, I'm in fucking limbo. Yeah. Purgatory. Yes. Or are you like, yes, I've been dreaming. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm going to learn the fucking piano right now. Right. You know? Absolutely, man. And, and I'm going to bang Britney Spears. Like, I'm getting in a fucking plane right now, flying to her, and I'm just going to start learning about her, and that's my goal for. Where's my mind at? That's you guys, what, I'm drunk. Yeah. Forgive me. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me for that. I like Britney Spears. That's right. She'd dude. be willing. I promise you, if she met me, I know that she would like me. I know that she'd she would. She'd be like, hit me, baby, one more time. Yes, she would. You know? I know if I just got to meet her, I, I think she would like me. That Dude, and, and that's what I'm saying, man. Maybe COVID is our Groundhog's Day where it's like <laughs> we keep waking up to lockdown and you know being asked to do things that suck and are uncomfortable. But again... Maybe it's also an opportunity to be like, you know what? I'm going to go do that shit. I am going to go and cha- you know, go after the girl that I've I can't. She's got a dime piece of a man right now. He's a personal trainer. He's young. He's shredded. He's like smarter than probably three rocks rubbed together. Yeah. <laughs> Not much more than that, but she's happy. She's, you know, but Brittany, get at me. Uh, I promise I'm smarter than him. <laughs> and I, you can dance. Look, I can dance. And you got that butt that I got, makes look, you dunk. Don't, don't worry about it. I can. We're good. Dude. Hit me up, Brittany. You see what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I think that Groundhog's Day and like going back into the, like that life that you always wish you had and all that stuff, dude, that stuff exists right now. You, you know, like we're waking up to it. Um, but it's right. what do you want to do when you're there? Right. You know, how do you, do you want to view it as purgatory? Do you want to view it right. as heaven? You know, that, that again, resides in the mind. Hmm, I'm having an epiphany. Boom. Yeah, why wait? Or why think that waking, yeah. Why treat it, Why treat life any different than it's not Groundhog's Day, waking up every single day, starting that day? If there's something you want to do, start doing it. You yep. can't wait for a Groundhog's Day. That's not reality. That's not really going to happen. And tomorrow's ca- tomorrow's coming. Yep. Whether you like it or not. I know the old adage is you don't know if tomorrow's coming. Fuck you. Yep. Tomorrow's coming. Yep. Tomorrow's coming and if it doesn't come, you're not going to know it doesn't come. Tomorrow's fucking coming. Get, figure it out and start getting shit done. If there's something you want to do, start working towards that shit, whether it's Groundhog's Day or not. And I'm not telling people that are listening or watching this right now. I'm telling myself that. Yeah. Because I have a real struggle with not getting motivated and doing shit when I need to, knowing yeah. I need to do it. I need to just stop waiting for Groundhog's Day. I'm 40. I got to yeah. start doing shit tomorrow. I wanted. I got to get better. I got to be better. There you go, I man. I got to. And, and you're not alone, man. That's everybody. That's that's all of us, dude. We Do all it. feel that Fuck. at different points in our life. Tomorrow. You know? Absolutely, today. man. That's that's it. God Do it damn. today. Buffalo Trace. Look what you're doing. <laughs> dude, Look what, what you're is doing. In here? This is some good. I'm telling you, Buffalo Trace, this is the promotion of a lifetime. That's right, man. If you'd like three listeners to 
<laughs> fall into your <laughs> dude they're gonna be on top of it they're on gonna, you're gonna it. wake up with emails tomorrow yes. like listen ryan i don't <laughs> yeah. know why you haven't gotten back to us yet but yes, we're, we've been hitting you up neanderthalkpodcast.com dude there you go man they just need to know where to look mm-hmm. you know but I, I th- anybody I th- else neanderthalkpodcast.com there it is man there it is but yeah dude i, I think that it's uh it is what we make of it right you know and that's what it is. Oh, and I was yeah. going to say, and I'm sorry, uh, going off of, of, of what you were saying or adding to it, you know, one of the, the things that I really appreciated about Colombian culture is it's full of idioms, right? So there's this one that's like, si el joven supiera y el viejo pudiera. And what that means, and it's like, it's beautiful in Spanish because it rhymes. So it's fun. It's kind of Dr. Susie. But it's what it means Never is like, him. and he's not even a doctor. He was one of the, those other ones. The chiropractor. Like, but, <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> Had me going. <laughs> but but what that saying's tying into is like, if the young person only knew, right? And then it's like, if oh, the yeah. old if the old person had the energy to do it. Right. So it's like if you could take everything, your wisdom from when you were old and interject it into your youth, like imagine the person that you could be. And I think that this is one of those opportunities where it's like, dude, you can flash forward, man. And like you can see your life playing out, but you can also change it now. So what are you going to do with the time that you have left? Yeah, I remember saying that when I was so how ignorant was this to say when I was like I was 20, 19 or 20. And I was I remember this very distinctively with my roommate at the time. Just thinking like, man, don't you wish you knew now, you know, or don't you wish back then we knew what we know now? Yes. that's. that's and that it. was when I was 20. You don't know a fucking thing when you're 20. <laughs> you're dumb as hell when you're 20. Yep. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, would it be cool to be like, yeah, back to high school. But knowing what I now, know now is 20. Yes. That's so stupid. But but Yeah. It's true, man, and and like we keep, and that's the Groundhog's Day, dude. Yeah. It's so stupid, but like you, you do the same thing at. 30. Men are lucky that way. Men are, men are lucky that way because of the way we age. Yeah. And especially if you're, hmm, you know what I mean. Do it, I need to go down? No, no, further? no. It's you know true, what I mean. Man. Like, we age better, and if you're not married and you're a single man and you've got this. I'm not going to go any further than that. <laughs> but it's true, man. It's because our biological clocks are different. Right. Right. So like we can we can pump out a baby at any time in our life. Right. <laughs> right. But, but women hit that point where it's like, oh, maybe they never wanted one. But all of a sudden their biological clock's sticking. It's like, I got to do this now. My eggs I, are running out. I'm yeah. about to hit that time. Like, yeah. And that ties into just the way that we're built, man. And <clears> so, <throat> so you're right. You know, I think that, those guys that are older, but they understand how the younger woman thinks. And maybe they want a younger gal. And they're like, oh. And that ties, wanna... dude, that ties into a lot of psychology as well. So, of course. so as men get older, right, like we're, we're still driven by There's a lot of people that, get, that are getting in trouble for that. Like a lot of comics and stuff that are getting in trouble for preying on these younger. But here you go, man. So it ties back grooming. into psychology. Absolutely. So it ties into psychology as we get older, you know, men, what we want is we want to continue to fertilize, right? Like we just want, it's, it's in our instincts to, to pump out kids. It's like, how many mates can I have? Because that means my seeds out there. What women want Survival. is they get older security, right? And so they just want to make sure that they're taken care of. And so in today's day and age, what that means, you know, security means financially, mm-hmm. like make sure that you're going to take care of me and my kids, mm-hmm. right? And for men, what that means is like, 
you know, I, I'm going to go, maybe, maybe I was married the first time, but like, you know, that didn't work out. And so I'm going to, I'm going to die. Were you married? I've, I've never been married. Oh, I was married. There you go. You know, so, so maybe you can speak to this as well. Yeah, you know, but I'm I sure won't. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's all what we're after, right? right? So, so like, if it means that I, as a male, want to get my seed out into the world, I have to look for for women who can give birth, right? Who can like actually produce that seed. And as you get older, like we were talking about bio biological clocks, it's like, well, at a certain point, you know, the biology on, on the women's side of thing, it just doesn't work anymore. So th that's why I think that we see older men with younger women, you know, it's part of it among other things. Mm -hmm. Like what? Um, I mean, older men with younger women, it, again, that also ties into security. So it's like sugar daddies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I've, had, I've had some sugar mamas on the podcast where they talk about having a sugar daddy. And a lot of times they really... And you got to take the information you're getting with a grain of salt from the sugar sugar babies. Mm -hmm. That they're like, oh, I don't have to have sex with them. I don't have to do anything with them. I don't uh, necessarily quite believe it. But they're like, but a lot of them just say, oh, no, he, I don't have to do anything. They give me money just to give them company. Sure. I'm like, All right. Right. I don't 100% buy it, but all right. Believe what you want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, as men get older, we also have to deal with things like erectile dis dysfunction. Again, right? ladies and gentlemen, hymns. Hymns.com. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, I think that this is this is the great thing about coming on here is we can we can get into sprawling conversations about all sorts of shit. Like this started with like, how did I go from being a journalist to getting into 3D printing? Right. You know, and here we are going into like dissecting like, why do older men like younger women? That kind of thing. That's why it's the best podcast in Kansas City. Damn straight. It's not some infomercial. Uh-uh. Like the one that won it last year. Oh-oh. Dude, shots fired. Shots fired. I'm not going <laughs> to say their name, but God, I cannot believe they won. I listen. I I tried to you know the 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 podcast that won won it last year. I mm -hmm. I have beef with them, and it's been well documented. I think so. Okay. I won't go into that. Nice. But however, I was like, I'm gonna go listen to one of their episodes. I just did this uh, maybe three days ago. Okay. I was like, I want to listen to one of their latest episodes just to see if my opinion has changed. Has their podcast grown? Has it gotten better? Yeah. I know that it gets good numbers it gets good engagement it's probably it it looks like it's probably a bigger more popular podcast than mine to be honest yeah so i'm gonna check it out i don't i'm your talent you're, that's like scouting out the talent you know what i mean or competition yep. more or less just seeing what what else is out what's what am i yeah who's in my who are my peers right now yes so i'm gonna listen to it and i listen to it and again this is the same thing that i did over a year ago when i listened to it <clears throat> and i'm not being a hater because i gave it an open I, I looked at it and it was like 12 minutes. I made it 12 minutes before I was like, I can't listen anymore. Yeah. It's just not good. And it just, and so, but what I did was, because it turned into like, it just seemed like a big commercial. Like they were just mm -hmm. promoting other Kansas City businesses. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's why it's popular. Maybe all these Could businesses, be. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Good for you. That's like an infomercial, like you were saying. That's you know, what it like felt like. I was like, let me fast forward a whole bunch till I get to the interview of the person I wanted to hear the interview from. And then it finally got to it, and it's just a real basic, whatever. I'm not going to critique their interview style or whatever, but just the whole thing. Just it's like it's just. I made it 12 minutes. There you go. And I don't understand. I don't. And but having said that, 
I don't know that p- people will make it past 12 minutes of my podcast. That, there you, go. you know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. Everything's for <laughs> I, just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for other people. So, but for me, I just I don't understand it. And I think that that's again one of the beautiful parts of the world and the time we live in is like there's content out there for everybody. Everybody, yeah. You know? I'm glad that they're doing good. That's I'm glad right. that there are people that are listening. I'm glad that they're getting theirs and that they're bringing eyes and ears to the Kansas City podcast world. Yep. I think that's awesome. And I think it's great for them to do. It was like what you were saying, man. Like when the tide rises, yeah. all the ships rise as well. Right. I botched that, by the way. No, you didn't. It was perfect. <laughs> so any of you guys that listen to that, come on over here. I'll entertain you. That's right, man. You know, and again, like I think that this this may be uh, uncharted territory where it's like podcasters interviewing podcasters. And I love like, that. There you go, man. Because it's like it. it's, it, it's 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 like a cross examination, or it's like how how do it's also connecting other other communities, right? Like so, people that wouldn't necessarily. Or you can start podcast beef. Yeah, which is always because I am a hip hop fan. Yep. and I do Biggie love Tupac. I do love beef. I do love hip hop beef, and I've got podcast beef out there, like the like the, the the podcast I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentioning the name because mm-hmm. I don't want to give them that clout. I don't want right. to give them that. They're like Voldemort, <clears throat> like he who shall not. Be but I've, it's been yeah. They I've, I've gone in. I have another podcast. I was on their podcast. Okay. And they were also uh, nominated for best podcast last year with me. Nice. And we we had a good time. Everything was good. When Kobe died, I made a tweet. Okay. Uh, I don't tweet. I made uh, a post. Facebook. I made a post. I don't remember what social media. It probably would have been Facebook. Sure. Nothing uh egregious sure. i just post all, all i did on the day he died uh i posted a picture of michael jordan mm-hmm. that said still the greatest of all time and still alive oh wow that's it yeah i like to troll yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people do man <laughs> and i'm a michael jordan fan yeah. he's better than kobe <laughs> fuck you he is he just is kobe would admit that too yeah whatever uh, kobe's not even top five probably anyways so I posted and he got so offended and yeah. so pissed. He's like, how dare you talk shit on the dead ball? I go, I didn't say anything about Kobe. Sure. It just happened to be that day. But I didn't say anything. I didn't slander him, anything. And then he just started, he went hard. This podcast that I was on went hard at me. And I was like, don't be a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I go, something. I was. I made a stupid, I made a joke. Yeah. But I didn't mention him. I didn't slander anybody. Blah, blah, lighten up. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it sucks. But we all die. There were seven other people that died on that helicopter. You're getting pissed off because I made one little, not even a joke, but you know what I mean. Sure. Absolutely, man. And you were also looking for a reaction, right? That's right. what trolls are looking exactly. for. Exactly. Like, and it worked. I'm, there I got, you and, go. And he got so pissed off. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I'm going to delete. And then he posted shit on his social media about me and yep. about what a piece of shit I am. And... You know, and, and then I started getting in these little wars with other people. I was like, oh, you're not a Michael Jordan fan? Oh, or, yeah. or it's like, oh, you're a LeBron fan. Yeah, <laughs> that, there you go. And, just, and, and anyways, he was like, fuck you. I'm ta- I'm deleting your episode when you were on my podcast. Oh, wow. He deleted my episode because yeah. he got so pissed off about it. When I think again, man, this is almost like an <laughs> allegory or a reflection of the times that we live in, man, is like we are so quick to be emotional about like the, the simplest things yeah. or, or, you know, a post or, you know, somebody's opinion. And we got to just stop and think, man, 
you know, stop and think like, is this a troll? Like, is this what we're looking for? But, but what you're getting at, man, also is like, you know, that reaction, I think that it was Bruce Lee. It was, he said, you know, if you allow people to control your emotions then they can control you. Right. You know, so like you got to learn to control your emotions in these kind of situations. Well, yeah. The funny thing is about this guy and his podcast and his whole branding is thoughtfulness. Oh, there you go. Like he's all about self-awareness and thoughtfulness. That's what he prides himself. I'm like, how the fuck did I just get you? Dude, because even Buddha gets pissed. With a Michael Jordan yeah. <laughs> post. I just got one. All You're all about mindfulness and thoughtfulness. Yeah. He's like a, a CrossFit gym owner. Yeah. I got you. There you go. I got you. That's right, man. Go back to the drawing board. Uh-huh. Go meditate. I'll pay 10 minutes longer, son, because I got you. That's right. You know, and I think, uh, dude, chalk it up as a win. Oh, I do. It's yeah. hilarious. I, I still like it. Here I am bringing it up now. I still yeah. laugh about it. I think it's fucking hilarious. You know, and, and I bet that, uh, you know, I bet we all have those instances where it's like, I got my rival. You know what I mean? Like I got I, the competition. I'm motivated by competition and I do like having rivals. I like having, I don't know. I get motivated by competition. Dude, it's that competitive. And so if you spirit. want, in the same instance, I do want to be friends with every podcaster in the city. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to show me any kind of slight or any kind of dickiness, all right, I'll take that as competition and I'll, I'll go at you. And and people love drama, man. Yeah, and you know that's yeah. why Biggie and Tupac, you know, at their peak. That's their, how I look. Yeah, were, with their beef, dude, it excelled their careers in that short and that amount was, of time. And I and I did take that when he started with uh, blocking me and shit. I I amped it up even more. Yeah, and made a different bunch of different posts, doing more trolling. I'm like, oh, what's that? What's that saying? Uh, don't let a a, a situation. Uh, what is it? Make a crisis go to waste or something like that. Yeah, or or, or any. Uh, any promotion is good promote. What is that? Yeah, but I think both of those, right? So like every crisis is also an opportunity, but like pr- you know any promotion uh, is pro. Any attention is attention, negative yes. or positive. So I'm like, yeah. all right, you want to? I'll start if it's negative to some people and it puts them off. That's fine, but people do like drama. I was like, I'll start a little war with you. Who doesn't want to see a little local podcast war? So I'll feed into it like a little bit, like I'm playing like a like a UFC fighter yeah. or a WWE <laughs> fighter. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up a little bit. Yeah, for, yeah, I'm trash talk. Yeah. A trash out throw it out there that's yeah, right that's right state your line you little punks yeah man and and people eat it well up you got rich like, daddy that gets you hooked up with with with, with uh, uh booker what, what's it what's uh cory book uh, yeah. no not what, what, who's this who's the mayor now uh quentin lucas quentin lucas oh your little rich daddy hooks you up with quentin lucas good for you state your line i'm gonna start some beef with yeah you, <laughs> you know like, yeah <laughs> there you go man you know i, I think that uh it's whatever gets us out of bed in the morning, man. Whatever, whatever also helps us put pants on, whatever that means. You know, like, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have someone help me take my pants off. Yeah. <laughs> However. <laughs> yeah, man. What else do you want to talk about? That's how- it, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, how else do we end? I mean, we, I don't want to take up your entire day. Here we go. Let's end, let's end on this. I got a question for you. All right. I you mean, know? but I'll keep going. I don't want to take, yeah, you're over here. I don't want to waste your day. I feel like we've gotten a lot of really good stuff. Can I just say I do table. have beard envy? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, a lot of times I go and people love my beard and comment on my beard. I go next to you somewhere. No one's looking at my beard. They're looking at that beautiful thing. Right. Do you use a beard iron? Do you straighten it? Okay. Yeah. 
Thank, all right, good. Thank you. That makes me feel much better. By the way, I was like, that's not natural. Please don't tell me that's natural. It's too pretty to be natural. That's awesome, man. It's a lot of hard work in that beard. Yes. You know, maybe we can end with something like, you know, um, again, I don't want to get like too Disney and optimistic and all that fun stuff, but. Oh my God! Are you gonna give me a million dollars? Yeah. Is this is this, is this my <laughs> retirement? Oh my God! I'm ready for this. Come on, Oprah! I'm ready. Yes. What do you want the world to look like post COVID? You know, like what 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 do we want that to be like? Do we just want to go back to normal? You know, because you get a lot of that. What is normal? A lot of yeah. people are arguing or or, or, or theorizing, not theorizing, but just speculating. What is normal? Do we want to go back to normal? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't thought about I I've I hmm that's a great question. Yeah. What is post COVID? Because I do not take COVID extremely seriously. Sure. Because I'm not letting it affect me. I'm looking at it as the flu. Mm-hmm. I do not want the flu. I fucking hate the flu. Mm-hmm. I hate being a sick. I'm a I'm I'm a bitch. Yeah. I am a bitch when it comes to being sick. Yeah, we all. I are. hate it. I just want to crawl in my in a little ball, put on a blanket, throw on some TV, and just get through it. Yeah. Maybe I'll eat. Maybe not. But I hope. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate yeah. it. Yeah, we but all I, have that. We but I deal with it. I'm 40 years old. I deal with being sick. Yeah. I don't know any other way to handle it right now than just thinking of it as. It's just another virus that's similar to the flu. Probably going to be worse. I don't want to... If I get it, I'm going to quarantine myself for two weeks. And that's going to be the hardest part. Being bored and fending for myself. And depending on some... Hopefully, I have some friends Mm that will bring me over some groceries and leave them on the porch or something. Sure. Hopefully, I would have that. Yeah. But that's it. Like I can't let it really affect me other than that because I can't control anything it's a virus humans have been we when we're humans we're animals we deal with this kind of shit it's a virus that i we didn't even get into and i'm not gonna go down conspiracy or any kind of thing like that but it's it's a lab created virus that it's out and we're probably not gonna be we're probably not gonna have a virus for it anytime soon so just assume assume you're gonna get it yeah and the best way to combat this is being healthy sure Take vitamin D. Lots of vitamin D helps. And the healthier you are, it really affects obese people. You got to you got to take your vitamin D and you have to get get try use this time to get in shape if you can. Protect yourself. I don't hear anybody claiming or talking about this. They want to talk about masks. They want to talk about how Trump's fault is this and that. They want to talk about political shit. I don't hear anybody saying, "Hey, it hurts fat people. Mm-hmm. If you are obese, it's going to really be hard for you. Mm-hmm. Get yourself in shape. Yeah. Lose as much. Get get in shape. And you're going to, you will, the, the, the death rate is less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Which also has added benefits, you know, if, if you have other, uh, you know, health issues. Right. Like you, you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, use this as an excuse because getting in shape just helps you overall. And it sucks. And I know a lot of people think of it as fat shaming or health shaming or whatever okay fine Mm -hmm. but if you know you're out of shape and then you have to be fine with knowing if this gets you it's gonna wreck you sure it's gonna suck Uh, you'll probably get through it but it's gonna be a lot worse than again getting that the discipline and just taking a couple months i'm just 
getting information, getting, trying to get yourself informed. How can you get yourself healthy, healthier? Mm -hmm. Because there's, if not now, when, if a pandemic isn't going to make you try to get to a healthier spot for you and your loved ones, then when, Mm -hmm. So, so maybe like uh, Ryan's post-COVID world looks like something healthier people, healthier and more informed individuals, right? right? So, so that way we can we can uh, combat the next pandemic uh, that much stronger, right? And again, I think just being in shit—it's hard. It sucks. I work out, and I've taken a couple weeks off. And every day I kick myself in the ass for not going to the gym. I'm like, God damn it, I'm getting skinnier. I'm getting worse. And I, yeah. and I feel sh- like shit about it. Sure. But if we got to a place where more people were healthier, it's just a healthier society is a happier society. There you go. It, you know, it helps with depression. It helps with anxiety. Having something difficult to do and work towards helps your mind and body. Yeah. And it sucks. And discipline sucks. Yeah. But getting that discipline... Again, the tide rises all ships. If everybody's more disciplined and healthier and can do all that shit, you just have a better a better society. It's a healthier society. It's one where less money is going to different programs than you need it to be. Yeah, your insurance goes lower. Your health insurance goes lower because there's less heart attack. There's less heart disease. Yeah, I don't see anybody talking about this stuff when it comes to COVID. Like, get healthier. Sure, you got all this time. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I guess I would say. What I want post COVID is is a healthier society. People that take their health more serious. And that's great, man. You, you know, know, that starts on that individual level and it's that it's that whole like, you know, instead of looking at the macro, go micro and how can I become a better version of myself and what does that look like? And then by doing that, it has almost like again the domino effect because if I'm doing it and it inspires other people to do it, then then we all benefit, right? So it's not just about me; it's it's the collective. All right, but then there's that whole discipline argument. And then here I am drinking fucking Buffalo Trace, getting drunk. Yeah, and you know the the three hundred percent in alcohol sales. <laughs> you know people like yeah, people lack discipline. And dude, it goes both ways. And that and yeah. again, that spectrum exists in all of us, right. man. You know, so it's not like, oh, he was just born disciplined or, you know, she was just born disciplined. It's they, we'll they see what happens. Disciplined. I don't know. Like we'll see what happens with this whole COVID. I'm always curious when shit happens. I'm always anxious to see what the future holds. When nine eleven happened, I was I remember the day. Yeah. It's like what happens? What does this mean now? Are we going to war now or is this what, what's going to happen? Everything's going to change. And then sure enough, a whole lot All of shit of changed. Stuff, yeah. So are we going to look are we going to look like China? You know, sure. 5 6 years ago or longer, 10 years ago, you would see pictures out of China with people walking around the streets with masks on. Yeah. And we would always be like, "Huh. Must be must be all that smog." Or SARS, you know. Whatever. Like, yeah. it, just, it just looked weird. Sure. I'm glad we don't have to do that. Sure. Are we to a point now where that's what the world's going to look like? Where everywhere we go, we have, we're wearing masks? Dude, I, I hate that. So, so, I, so I view it in a way where if this is the reality that we live in, then let's have fun with it. You know what I mean? Then who can come up with the craziest mask of the day? Right. You know, like, what else can we do to make this I've embraced tolerable? It. I've been embracing it. You know, it just kind of is what it is, man. And, and if, if that's one way to combat it, then then that's what we use. You know, again, personally, my whole thing is just the scientific method. If, if, if that's where we're at right now and this is where the facts are pointing me, then that's what I'm going to listen to. 
And the best thing I can do instead of getting into a debate about going back and forth is just acknowledge, you know, kind of lead by example. And then, and then I guess just cross my fingers and hope for the best mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, man, my, my post COVID world looks like utopia, you know, again, <laughs> I'm going to use this crisis as an <laughs> opportunity for, to wish, wish for the best and prepare we're, we're, for the worst. Well, we're going to need a few billion people to die off to do, you know, it's, it's, uh, we'll, we'll we need s- the meteor to hit. This That's is the meteor. I, oh, we need a real meteor. Yeah. <laughs> a a tangible giant like rock. Like a fucking giant rock. Outer space. Ugh. Speaking of which, so going back to, you know, all this content coming out, Lupe Fiasco dropped an album today. And he the opener is, is this great excerpt from, I think, some speech somewhere. But anyways, the second song that, that ties into it is Dinosaurs. And he he does an analogy of like, you know, time of dinosaurs and like kind of where we're living now but going off that meteor example you know it's uh i think that this is our metaphoric metaphorical meteor well we've been through this before the, you know the spanish flu of 1918 mm-hmm. 17 and 18 and the plague history repeats itself yeah we've gone through these types of things before and we've gone through meteors before mm-hmm. and i've have said before on the podcast and I, I do think that the world does need a reset. Yeah. Like I, I said it earlier, like there are too many people. Like there's too many people on this earth. And it's it's weird and it sucks. But it just seems like we need a reset button. Like humankind needs a giant meteor to wipe out like 90% of people. Okay. And start back with 10%. And just get back to hunting and gathering. But then why? Then what's the even point? Because they're just going to evolve to a place of more organization and capitalism and health insurance and presidents and kings and just corruption and just. And that ties- it's it's just the disease of humankind. I, I guess maybe we're just evolve. Hopefully that's not going to happen. I don't know. That's kind of, to me, that ties into reincarnation. Right. So but on a societal level. Right. So like the society dies and then we start over with like a small select few or Adam and Eve. It's happened before then, we were yeah. down. The earth was down to like 10,000 people before. So that's what I'm saying. So what I'm getting at is then we haven't learned our lesson. You know, I, I don't. Or is this just a natural progression of evolution or human you know, homo sapiens? Exactly. Or is it the, the final stage of the simulation? And, you know, we just. The game, the game. Maybe that's over. where we're getting to with yeah. why we're getting these aliens. I, 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 I've theorized that a few times before too, as well as, is the Tic Tac UFO and these different UFO ex, ex, uh, sightings and that we're getting is maybe um, that we are in a simulation and there's one computer running everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, that's like a mouse cursor mm-hmm. and it just broke through into our reality, our dimension, but it's really just the computer simulation that runs the whole thing. And it's some dude just like scrolling around on his mouse. And it's just, that's not bad, dude. I haven't heard of that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. It could be absolutely. And I thought with the coronavirus too, I was thinking, like there's one dude that runs our simulation. If this simulation theory is real and our existence is a computer program, much like the Matrix, there's just one person running this computer. I was like, I wonder if he's like taking a break and his like intern is like taking over. And and the guy's like, look, man, 
I got to take a break. You've seen me do this for years. Just run the simulation. You don't have to do anything. When that window yeah. comes up, hit the X, <laughs> and that's all you have to do. Don't fuck with, don't press anything. Don't don't search the web. Nothing. Yeah. He's like, no, duh. I've watched this for years. I don't know how to run the Earth simulation. It's detrimental. I won't press, trust me. Yeah. I won't do shit. Well, the, the lead guy leaves and he's like, God damn it, I'm really horny. <laughs> horny always went. You know, he's like, let me get some of that. You know, that mm. galactic porn mm. that we got on this simulation here, this com- simulation computer. Yeah. He started looking at this porn that he's in in his reality. All of a sudden, the simulation that runs Earth gets a virus. And it's there the coronavirus. And he's like, oh, and now <laughs> red lights are going off. And I, the, the original simulation runner comes running. And what the hell did you do? Yeah. I don't know. He's pulling <laughs> his pants up, putting his belt together. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, some kind of virus hit. I didn't press anything. Yeah. God damn it. Now this is fucking coronavirus. Do you know what the kind of hell you just unleash on this world? Yeah. <laughs> that could be the sequel to Weird Science. <laughs> They're already a uh, Weird Science. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, again, I, I think imagination is important. I personally, I think that, you know, with all the seriousness going on and, and all these, you know, uh, just again, the world that we're living in, we need we need to balance it out with some humor. Right. So like when, when we're having these big discussions, whether it's here on a podcast or like in person, gallows get, humor, nothing else. Right. There we go. What's so, you know, like in the gallows when you're waiting to get hung. Oh, okay. There you go. People would get like try to lighten the mood, make yes. jokes, or like when you're in the foxhole, you're making jokes to lighten up the mood. It's gallows humor. Okay, I had, yeah. I'd never heard about that yeah. before, but that's exactly what I mean, man. It's like let's break this tension. Like let's think of something funny or tell a joke, or right. you know, let's lighten things up just a little bit, you know, to take that that pressure off of the situation. Absolutely. So, do you have any good jokes to end end this with? Why can't you hear? It's a caveman joke because yes. I'm a Neanderthal. Yes. Why can't you hear pterodactyl urine in the bathroom? Why urinate in the bathroom? Because the P is silent. <laughs> pterodactyl starts with the P. PT. PT. Nice. P is silent. <laughs> nice. I like that. Okay, so I got one for you. Uh. Going off of like dad jokes. So what did the sun? And so what I mean by sun is there's the sun and the moon. Right. right, so like that big ass star that S-U-N. makes things hot. Yes, S U N. What did the sun do to Bobby, Keith, and Kevin? I don't know. It made Bobby sweat. No, damn it! It made Bobby Brown, Keith sweat, Keith sweat and Kevin Bacon. Okay, nice. There we go. Damn it. Every time I have a good joke, like I jump the gun, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to kill. It's hard. I got this. It is, man. I always it's, jump it's the like gun. It's like the wide receiver that has the touchdown pass, yeah. and then he looks away at yeah. the last second and fumbles. <laughs> you fumbled. I fumbled, dude. I fumbled. Fabian, I love you anyways. Thank you, man. 3D HQ. Yes. You said earlier that you were excited and so happy to come back on the show, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm... I, I'm more happy to have you on the show. Like, this is so much cooler than you being on. Like, this is awesome. Like, I appreciate you taking your time out. Like I said, you're like one of the smartest people I know. And to get you, it's an honor to have you on my show, man. I appreciate you. Dude, I have a lot of fun, man. So thank yeah. you for all the kind words. I'm grateful for that, dude. And I can't wait to come back here next time and see what we come up with. Good. We're going to be rich with my postal device. Damn straight. Uh, anything you want to say before we uh, hit the close button and get the 
F out of here? Nah, man. You know, just 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 take care, <clears throat> be well, and we'll see you tomorrow. 3dhq.com. That's right. 3dhq. Get yourself. Three. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I me jump pimp this shit, man. Come on. So the website is actually 3dhqkc.com. 3dhqkc. 3d. Hey, can we come up with a rap with that? Hey, we can. 3dhqkc. Right. Uh. Uh. There we go. All right, we'll come up with something. Uh, that's it, everybody. We're drunk. Buffalo Trace. Thank you again <laughs> for sponsoring this episode. Bye.